Mm, what's up? What's up? What's up? Mm. Hey, who guess who's in the intro this week? Who? Steve Lemmy. Hi. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, so do you do a bunch of intros without me? I, I often do intros without you. What? Yeah, I have to. How, why don't you invite me? It's not your contract. Like you're one of those guys that you want to you go to you know, stay to your contract. It's not intros aren't in your contract. So it's hard to get you day. to do them. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to get you to do them. You just come for the high profile stuff. That's right. Like this week's interview. I'm like Jack Nicholson. And the fact that we had such a great guest this week is why you're in the intro. That's the only reason because I'm here. Because you're here. That's the right? only reason, yeah. Uh, joining us on the podcast this week is W. Kamau Bell. And uh, he's a comic, and he's got a great show on CNN called United Shades of America, which mm-hmm. airs Sunday nights at 10 p.m. And uh, a guy we didn't know, but we had a great conversation with him. He also has a uh, stand-up special on Showtime called Semi-Prominent Negro. That's right. Which That's is right. running, which is also hilarious. Yeah, so go to Showtime On Demand and, and get Semi-Prominent Negro, W. Kamau Bell. Great stand-up special. Yeah, you, I think you're in for a treat. It's a really good good episode. And you should definitely uh, check out the CNN show because it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And yeah. you know what? If you want a little frame of reference for some of our conversations, you might want to watch it anyway. Uh, the opening episode is a great the pilot episode. He goes and visits members of the KKK, and it is just great stuff. You, you, you'll like you'll like it if you watch it and listen to the podcast. Yeah, so. you, and you'll like it if you're a thoughtful person who likes to tackle real issues, and also if you like comedy because there's a lot of comedy <laughs> in it, unintentional and intentional. But he's a great guy, funny guy, and uh, uh, it was great talking to him. Um, let's uh, do some business before we get into let's the episode. We got some stand-up shows coming up. We just had a great time. We were in uh, Kansas City, and we were in Oklahoma, yeah. actually. We were, we were down in West Salem Springs, Oklahoma. Great shows there. Saw some Chew Crew down there, which was awesome. Always mm-hmm. great. Went to the uh, Beef Jerky Outpost, got some beef jerky. That's right. Let me about $50 worth of beef jerky. I sure did. We recorded it, actually, in one of the—we did a car cast. Oh, yeah. And uh, actually recorded us coming out of the beef jerky place. It's coming. We'll, we'll, it'll be airing pretty soon. We'll throw soon. that up after we're done with all these great guests that we have lined up. Yeah. Such great guests. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we have shows coming up, though. So uh, if you're still looking for shows from us, we're going to be in Seattle in June. June 16th, 17th, and 18th, we'll be in Seattle. Uh, the next weekend will be in Bray, at California. Live. At the Parlor oh, Live. Oh, sorry, you're right. Parlor Live, Seattle, Washington, June 16th. In Bellevue. In Bellevue. Yeah. The next weekend, we're going to be close to home here. We're going to be uh, in Brea, California at the Brea Improv, June 23rd through 25th. Uh, and you can get tickets for both those. You can just go to heffernandlemby.com. And the links are there for tickets. Uh, and then down the road, we got some big fun shows coming up down the road in September. Uh, we got a cool weekend. We're going to be one night. We're going to be uh, September 9th. We will be Friday night at the Foxwoods Theater, mm-hmm. which is a great big venue. And then the next night we'll be in Boston at the Wilbur Theater. That's September 10th. So the 9th and the 10th of September will be in Foxwoods and the Wilbur Theater, respectively. Get tickets your- are on sale. Yeah, get them now. They go. Tickets are on sale. They are on sale. The best seats are already probably gone. They, they they probably are. They actually are. They, they, you know, each has a, has a number of tickets sold. Uh, Get on up there. Uh, so go check it out. Uh You will find the tickets, uh, the links there. Okay. Uh, other business. Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Our sponsor. Uh, if you're going to go shopping on Amazon, go to the Chewing It website page. Go to the episode and click the click the banner ad. There's a banner ad for Amazon there. You click through that thing, and then people can uh, kick back a few pennies to the Chewing It broadcast I'm podcast. Going, I'm going to buy a book today. Are you really? On Amazon, yeah. Is it a Kamal Bell book? Uh, tisn't. Okay. Um, it's, uh, I'm going to buy that Tina Fey book where she's got the big hairy arms on the cover. Oh, yeah, okay. I've got that book. But I can't remember the name of that book. I got that Bossy book. Pants? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I've got that book. I'm going to buy that. Somebody told me to read it. Oh, good. I'm going to okay. buy it. Great. Go through um, our website. That's good for you. Thanks, then, then, then not only will Tina Fey get a little dough, but we'll get a little, or chew it. Katie Levine will get a little dough. Okay. Right? Good. Kick it back to her. Good. 
Um, all right, so uh, that's the Amazon thing, and let's get to the episode. Shall we? Right, Shall we? Have we forgotten anything? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Um, I like this conversation, W. Kamau. It's good. Enjoy, everybody. Thanks to Katie Levine for setting it up, right? Thanks, Katie. Good job. Okay. Enjoy sorry, the chew, Sorry about everyone. those Niners, though. Blaine, oh, boy. Blaine Gabbert. Oh, boy. Kaepernick. Mm. Chip Kelly. Mm. Oh, whatever. Enjoy. Now entering Nerdist.com. True it. With a guy named Kevin. True it. And this other guy, Steve. True it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. True it. They're gonna get chewy. True it. They might even get me. True it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. He's awesome. Look, he can't even breathe. We just got him here. He's breathing heavy. You know, the phone argue with people. But you know what, though? It's like. You're on the phone arguing with people? Who are you arguing with? With racists? Uh, With racists? (laughs) Well, technically, everybody, you know, every white person. They have your own Uh, phone number? They have your they have your cell? I put, Wait, I put yeah. it out there. Yeah. Wait a second. That was racist, what you just said. <laughs> what you just said was racist. Now, technically, we have to cover all these issues. Yeah. A black person can't be racist. We oh, can be right. prejudiced, but we can't be racist. Oh, right. Gotcha. We don't have, the, we don't have gotcha. enough power to be racist. Okay. Even Obama can't be racist because right, he's, he's, a billionaire made him show him his birth certificate. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and then we asked that billionaire to see his dick, and, yeah, he, yeah. and he wouldn't show it. Yeah, or yeah. his tax returns. He wouldn't show his tax returns yeah. or his dick. Yeah. You know They're both smaller than than he's claimed. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. No, it's funny because watching the uh, the first episode, uh, uh, I, I the first thing that fucking hit me was that like talking about Obama in the White House. He's forty seven years old. I was like forty seven. He was fucking president. I'm like I'm forty seven. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, we've I haven't all... done anything. I got a podcast. You've done a lot, buddy. You've done a few Thanks, things. Kevin. You've made some movies. Are we rec- are they recording now? Are we recording now? Yeah, we are. Okay. But but yeah. that was the thing. It's like uh, you know when I when I watched the uh, the first episode, I was like. This is one where we have to have the thing recording when you walk in because I have so many questions for you. Yes, yeah. And I don't want to. I, I, we have to sift Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get there, yeah, I'm going to need order. something to take with me. I'm definitely going to need a picture of the two of you. My brother-in-law is going to freak the fuck out. Why is your brother? Uh, he quotes Super Troopers. Hilarious. Oh, he does? Religion. I'm absolutely. So I need something. You All right, we'll take, picture, we'll take pictures. You got a thing, a mug. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I need, I need merch? something. Do we bring our merch with us? I got something we to didn't bring our merch. A, fuck. a blank check that you can write void on, something to show that a okay. picture will be good. Picture, yeah. do it. We'll he, do it. My, my brother-in-law, because uh, I'm I'm uh, married to a white person. Okay, yeah. so uh, it's funny. He, so I have so I, I get it on all the good white stuff. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew about Super Troopers before him, but I did not have all the lines in my head. But yeah. he he's he got him. So, is he like uh, where does he live? He lives in uh, Northern California. What one okay. of those cities? That, it's not the Bay. It's like outside. It's it, there's all those like San Ramon. Yeah, and Conquer, we were just talking about that. that's where Katie's from. Yeah, Walnut Creek and all that. Is, stuff. Uh, like, it's is all he, those cities? I don't. I can't distinguish. Walnut is he a cop? Creek. Is he a cop? No, he's not a cop. He's okay. a school teacher. Okay, but, uh, but he, he, he we're he big was. among cops and stoners. And you, we put him in the same. He's, like, but he was like a frat bro. So okay, I feel like you're probably okay. That's we have that too. We have that too. And military. Yeah. And um, like we do stand up shows, and it's just it's full of cops and stoners, which is a weird mix. Yeah, and we bring them up on stage. Can you just can you just not right now when you say uh, thanks, Matt Hudson, for being a fan? Matt Hudson, thanks, dude. Thanks for being oh, who you are, man. Hey, Hudson, so cry me a river. <laughs> thanks. A lot. Wait, is that that's pretty good? <laughs> that's all right. Listen, that's what you know. We're punished. People. That's off the dome, right? We're punished. People. Yeah, I didn't know his brother in law was named Matt Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> that's really. Oh, this is gonna. Oh, Thanksgiving's gonna go so much better this year. Yeah. Would you call him Hud? What up, Hud? No, I call him Matt. We we we're, I mean we're now if he's listening, it's gonna be weird. We are. We have a very good relationship. Okay. He, he makes me play fantasy football every year, even though I don't <laughs> okay. know anything about football. Well, that's all right. I, I respect the fact that this is a part of being in the F- Hudson. Yeah, sure. But you learn you that. learn about a sport very quickly from one season of that of fantasy. It depends yeah, if you want to be engaged. Job. It's yeah. a job. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a full time like fantasy football is yeah. not a yeah, yeah. Well, and the truth is if you uh, and it's funny that we have you on here we're talking about fantasy football. 
if fantasy football is the easiest of all the fantasy sports to play, because like baseball, you get into 162 games, yeah. and yeah. you've got rotations. Well, he that. wouldn't do that. I don't do that. He wouldn't. Yeah. Do that. I did it once, and I, I quit. don't fucking do that. I'm in four fantasy football leagues. Good this for year. you. Congratulations. <laughs> it's a long story. We'll talk about that off air. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, anyway, I just had to get that out of the way. That'd okay. All right, Hud. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, Hud. Um, enough. Uh, with you. <laughs> Turn off, Matt. Now it's back to the regular stuff I talk about that isn't that funny. Yeah, the yeah. shit you don't want to hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, let's, let's, join, let's jump in. Let's chew. We uh, Our podcast called Chewing It. Okay. And so we chew at the top of every uh, episode. And some people like it and some people don't. Like in chewing tobacco? Chewing whatever. Whatever. Whatever you want. Think of something in your head and then we'll ask <laughs> yeah. you what it is you're chewing. We do a group chew. Okay. And then okay. you chew solo. Our okay. guests chew solo. And then wow. we discuss what we were eating. And then we dive into the, the, okay. the hard okay. okay. Is, is it something? So it's something chewable. Yeah, it could be. It okay. doesn't have to be. If you, if you want to chew a bone, you could oh, gnaw okay. a bone. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Go. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, he's doing oh. slow chew. Slow chew. He's got slow chew. He's got, that's a gummy type thing. Someone got, okay. Solo. Oh, solo. Come out. Solo. Solo. Oh yeah, that's okay. slow. That's some okay. slow shit right there. Okay, what do you got, man? Saltwater taffy. Okay, because <laughs> it's the, of the chewiest. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the chewiest of the chewiest. It looked things. like that. Looked like a saltwater taffy. Yeah. I went beef jerky. So did I. Because we just did. We did. We were. We. Uh, we. It's funny, and this will connect to uh, to you. We uh, just did shows in Lawrence, Kansas, and then we went over to uh, a casino in Oklahoma. Yeah. So we drove wow. from, from Missouri, to Arkansas. Yeah. Went through some towns that looked a lot like towns that, that you visited. Well, no, I mean, no, we literally, we were in the northwest corner of Arkansas, which is that town. Yeah, I think yeah. the Thomas Robb or whatever. What, yeah. Harrison, was it called? Yeah, yeah. you said the Thomas Robb, like that What name wasn't off the top of your head. Like, you're like, I think it was named Thomas. You know who he is. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, I know yeah. who he is. You know who he is. I know. This I don't want to know who he is. one of his disciples right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thomas Robb, yeah, Harrison, my, Arkansas. He's my boy. You could no. play his sister in a sketch. Well, his daughter, I thought was a dude. I mean, his daughter. His daughter, his daughter was a th- Her voice. She seemed like a father. I thought she was a dude. Her voice first. was so fucking did you, low. Did you feel that at all or no? I didn't feel much of anything. I was trying to get in and out. true. She was weird. I thought she was very strange. The whole thing was very. Yes, it was a very... I want to talk... Let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's introduce, let's introduce, let's introduce let's first. Okay. okay. All right. Joining us on the podcast, mm. W. Kamau Bell, comic, television host, sociopolitical commentator, I like to say, activist, I like to say, podcaster. Definitely. And uh, your new show. Your new show's on CNN. Yes. United Shades of America. Yes, sir. And it's a, ma- it's a great fucking show. Thank it's you. It's a great show. Thank you. I saw you uh, tweet about it. I, was, uh, I tweeted yeah, about it. Yeah, I tweeted yeah. about it yesterday. It was, yeah. to be honest... It was a lot funnier than I thought it was. Like, oh, not, not your stand-up part, but, like, we were talking about it in the car today. Like, the KKK guys were hilarious. Yeah. Well, were. that's the, I mean, hilarious uh, in a certain way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, a, I mean the, the, that's the amazing thing about the show to me. And I, I want to hear about how the inception of it was. But yeah. it's like, the amazing thing of it is when you mix comedy, mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent, with shining a light on something that's yeah. a bigger issue. Yeah. And, and, and the line you have to walk to be able to do that yeah. is a very difficult line. Yeah. You know, and you can see that, for example, in that KKK thing. You... You want to make fun of those guys, or you want to have a joke, but you can't. You're sitting in that room. You can't engage them in that way. Well, I, you know think, what I, mean? I knew I couldn't. It, there was no. There's not going to be any point to making fun of them directly to their faces because no. then you're just getting into an argument. Like it's not. You want the whole point is to stay here as long as possible, as sure. long as we all feel safe and we're getting good footage. But there's a camera on you, and it's like when the dude goes into his fucking Skittles bullshit about how <laughs> uh, if you eat all the Skittles together, it tastes yeah. worse than if you eat them separately. And you're like. I mean, it's to I be able like, to not no, say. I was like, keep talking. Yeah. Keep talking. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's is, wonderful. This is going right in the episode. It is. I mean, it's it a, oh, when, okay. the dude, when the dude says to you, like, you know, like, uh, black people are lower intelligence, and you're, and you're like, well, how am I doing? Are, are, am I smart enough? Are we having a good conversation? Yeah, He's like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, 
That's fucking gold right there. Yes, yeah. no, I was like, don't dumb it down for me because I was just really like, right. I just, I really wanted to use all your big words, sir. Yeah, like, yeah. because yeah. those are the moments. Okay, yeah. but just to give an overview, so it's basically your show is week to week. You put yourself into a situation maybe you otherwise would not be in. Yeah, it's, it's, but, it's, it's, it's I go to places either I've either I've never been before, so about me personally, or you wouldn't expect a black guy to go, or you don't think a black guy should go. So it's those three things, and the clan was obviously the latter. And it's a, a show on CNN, which is CNN. interesting in and of itself. Yes, it is. And, very interesting. and uh, that it's it's on Sunday nights at ten o'clock, and you've yes. been, you're about three four episodes in we're four right episodes now. in right. so we got yeah we've got it's weird to be halfway through i mean we shot this show the show was done like last summer and we've just been sitting on it oh you have yeah because so you shot all the like eight episodes it's all done it's all done yeah this is the easiest work i've ever done in show business <laughs> like, why, like why, the, why no just the fact that like when i had a, my last show totally biased we were pr- i was promoting it while i was making it and yeah. sometimes you get caught up in like so tell me about the show i just gotta get back to work i don't have time to tell you about <laughs> right, the show. right 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 and whereas this is like I, I, I the funny thing is i have to refresh myself with like every episode i have to watch it to go what was it oh yeah yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so it's a but. So they're all in the can. They're all in the they're canned. And then the can. are they are they uh, they've seen are they edited together and everything? Or no? I mean, they were they were they are literally sitting somewhere and they just sort of take them off the shelf. Okay, off the digital shelf probably and air them. Okay, yeah. so they could easily just order a shitload more now then, right? Yeah, I think that's in my contract. I'm <laughs> available for shit to make a shitload. I mean, <laughs> is that have, a legal term? Shit, 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 yeah, it's, shitload. It's, it's an entertainment thing. It's a term of art. I don't it's a term of art. Guys. It's, yeah. it's like a CNN term. A shitload. <laughs> oh, I, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh yeah. I mean, the ratings have been good, which is the first time I've ever been a part of something that had good ratings yeah, uh, yeah we follow bourdain he's the best yeah. ever and so we, we've had good ratings and I, I i think we're gonna get to a season two cnn seems to really like me and they keep bringing me out to new york to do more things so yeah. like things that aren't related to the show just come be at this thing so but i don't you know it's show business man you guys are not this like, you know, i know like, you know, but that's the interesting they thing could fire it. the president of cnn and bring in some new persons like sure. i hate that show with sure. the black tom yeah. rob they're gonna in a bizarre twist of fate <laughs> yeah yeah so he's not thinking over cnn yeah, yeah. so i but I, I mean i feel good about it but also i haven't uh, i keep enough things going on that i don't feel like i'm w- yeah. waiting for the show yeah. i mean like the 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 first episode you visit the kkk and the second one san quentin and i want to talk about those specifically but just the overarching thing like how did you we've done this before and we've had writers on and we talk about pitching mm-hmm. did you come up with the show and go out and pitch the world or did cnn no, come to this you was, this was i've had two shows on air i've only tried to get two tv shows and i've gotten both of them on the air but i both times there was like sort of a there was like a trick <laughs> like the first time yeah. chris rock was like i want to get you a tv yeah, show yeah that helps and that was totally sure. biased. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah that was yeah, yeah. yeah so that's totally biased so chris yeah. rock pitched it i just found out what network was going to be on he's like you're going to be on fx okay right. sir and then this show after Tully totally Bias was canceled and I was uh, depressed and thought I was out of show business, and then, <laughs> like, which is all totally, that's all happened. Yeah. And then, like, I started to get inquiries from meetings, and a lot of they were like, most of them were with news networks or news organizations of okay. some sort, yeah. which I thought was weird, but they all, re- everybody wants their thing to be funnier you know what i mean and so yeah they want to present their programming but, and have that person that could present it in a, but they all, yeah, they, yeah yeah but they also want to make sure that well, that's person is respectful line. to yeah. what they're presenting like you can't just bring any comic into cnn so yeah. cnn so i'd always been a fan of bourdain and spurlock and micro dirty yep. jobs i'd always sit on the couch and just watch mm. those movies for hours or watch those shows for hours and so i always thought oh, i would like to have a show like that someday at the same time or years later uh a production company pitched CNN a show that at that point was called Black Man, White America. Okay. And the whole idea was a black comedian would go around to white places in America. Yeah. And so CNN told me that. And they were like, and the, CNN apparently told them, well, I think W. Kamau Buck could do that. And they told me that idea. And I was like, Black Man, White America. Is this filmed in the 1960s? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's that Eddie Murphy sketch. It's yeah, yeah, SNL, yeah, right? When like, he goes uh, out as a white guy. I mean, I just don't want to, I don't want to do a whole show where every week I'm talking about white people. Yeah, you know, like, sure. I already yeah. got white in laws. Yeah. You know, like, I don't need to, I just was like, can we go to, I would only want to do it if we could go. And I was just sort of in a 
meeting, like in a general meeting, like I would, I wouldn't do that. I would do it if it was lots of different people. Yeah. Cut to like a week later, we've changed the name, we've changed the concept. Do you want to do the pilot? And so they came like, to you. Yeah, it was like oh, I was, one of, I was at a CNN great thing. just having a general meeting. Yeah, and that was one of the that was one of the topics in the meeting because they didn't yeah. know. CNN was like, we like you. We don't know exactly what we would do with the comedian. Well, so, so how does that happen? Like, uh, wh- like how does CNN pick you? Is it because they liked they were fans totally of totally biased? Bias? I think there were the thing about that show is it did not do well in the ratings. Uh, we were not we didn't have a very high batting percentage, but people got what we were what we were trying to yeah. do. Yeah, and so. And when we had and we had good when we hit it out of the park we'd hit it out like whether people watch it a lot we did some there was a lot of good, some of my best work I would, I'll ever do is in that show. I, I, so I think great, we, but the weird thing about to me was like and I don't know maybe it's there is a wall but it's the fact that your show that show was on the Fox mm-hmm. family yeah it's like your show was a, it was a much more progressive liberal yeah. uh, point of view yeah and you were on it was on the Fox thing well the funny thing is so it started out on FX then. It got. They liked it enough that they would apparently rerun. They would occasionally rerun it on Fox, like they proper would? Fox, mm-hmm. like the, the you know, like the regular Fox channel with like The Simpsons and everything on like Saturday nights. And, That's unbelievable. And see, then it, yeah, and yeah, then it went see. from there slowly to FXX, <laughs> and, then right. went, and then it went to uh, it. to the yeah. memories of my mom. Yeah, but I like yeah, I, yeah. I think of like John Langra- John Langraff who who's ran great. FX, who's a great guy, and we yeah. work with him, and and he has his own fiefdom kind of over there. You know yes, what I mean? So like I could see him. It's like he's like the like that guy the guy who produces the the Rick Rubin. He's like Rick. Room where yeah. he just sort of mm-hmm. sits in his office and goes, Yes. Yeah. And he's you very know, cerebral. More or yeah. less. Like it's very, yeah. But can't, I yeah. could see the hierarchy above him up the Fox ladder being, What the fuck is this show on our network? Especially you know, at the time that that was there. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, people say that I don't, the people who are in power don't think there's anything you can do to them. Yeah. So if the show is making money for them, that's all they, they will keep about. it on. They don't actually think that you're going to actually you, that your opinions. Good job, funny black comedian with all your opinions. Anyway, right. thank you for all that money you made us. And then it came point like you're not making us any money. It ain't about your opinions. Sure. It's, not about, it's about the bottom. But you line. never got any pushback. There from was not. There, I mean, I only had to deal with the, like Landgraf and FX executives. There was yeah. never a. This is too far. I'll tell you the one time, and it's funny we never talked about it, the one time they said you can't do this is remember when that weird like YouTube video went up that was allegedly a movie about Islam? Yes, the one that sparked the yeah, the, yeah, the, and yeah, the, the Benghazi and was the all Benghazi started. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Yeah, we just through a th- weird coincidence, one of the actors in that movie, yeah, a, f- a guy Kevin Avery who was a writer on the show and I watched for last week tonight and is my podcast co-host knew he's like I recognize that guy. <laughs> He recognized him from a project he'd done in L.A. He's okay. like, I know that guy. He's had like a big face tattoo. He's like, I know that's the same guy. It's the same tattoo. Yeah, yeah. And so we actually hooked it up. So we were going to do a Skype phone call with him to talk about the movie. Right. And FX went. This was in the middle of the whole. Like they were like, not a good idea. Yeah, not a good. idea. And I was like, I was like, that's the one thing. Like that's. I was like, we're going to make news. You know? Yeah. But they were like, because at that point we were all afraid that you know. Islam was going to come take us. Or sure, something. sure. Yeah. So that, but that wasn't. It wasn't a reason you got canceled. The, no, I was no. It had, no, this was months before. Thing. I'm just saying, but nothing. But I'm saying, like, I'm saying, your relationship to have a network no, that's known no. to be kind of more right wing. I, I, I like to pretend that I got canceled because the man couldn't handle my truth bombs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. And I like to tell that story to, when black people run to the streets. Absolutely, I say that. Yeah, man, they couldn't handle a Negro's truth. <laughs> but it's because the show was not doing well critically or commercially. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, critically, it wasn't doing well. Though. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, was, had, it was. It is sort of like. There was points we would. I think we were doing. If we had stayed once a week, I think we would have. We'd still be on the air. Yeah. But when they moved it to four days a week, none of that's us was hard, ready man. for that. None of us I mean, was ready for hard. that. 
And at, the, at that time, the thinking was that you can't get enough traction once a week and then cut to John Oliver and Samantha B now yeah. being on once a week. It's like, no, you can actually write way better things if you're only on once exactly, a week. Exactly. Right. And you can really do deeper dives and really like attack things in a more. But they were looking way. more of a daily show. They wanted that thing home. where it happens like Jimmy Fallon. Every night on Jimmy Fallon, he does a His dance with a person. And, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then suddenly it goes, you get five million hits. And, you know, yeah. so they were, I mean, not that that's what they want. Well, that's what they wanted. And they wanted to figure out a way to do that. And the, but they thought by turning out more stuff. But it's really about. It's either that because you can call you can like Jimmy Fallon can look through his Rolodex and go call Justin Timberlake in here. Yeah. Give me a Neil Neil Young wig yeah. and uh, Questlove. You're gonna play harmonica. <laughs> just sort yeah. of like just sort of all sure. like you yeah. know. It, but we and they were like sometimes they'd be like, do you have any celebrity friends you can call? Chris Rock. And we're gonna call him. The, we're gonna call him four times one, a week. That was the one. I was like, Ish. that's the only famous black person I know. But now I, I know a few more. But I mean, the cool thing about that show though was that it was that you had great comedians and different people on there to talk about different things. But that was the thing to me when I would watch. It, I was like, I want I want to go farther. Yeah. Like, I remember there was one episode where you had like it was like Jim Norton and, and some Lin- girl and, uh, right, West. arguing yeah, about West. rape jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a, a very interesting topic. Yeah, and I'm sure that conversation was much more well, uh, yeah, crazy. We, but we, you only saw like five minutes of it. Yeah, we you know aired I mean? like six minutes of it. But that yeah. was the first time we ever did something where we got real attention, yeah. and we did put the like the 15 minute version up online. Yeah, but yeah, that's an hour long conversation. That's a, that that's a, had, that's you know. an amazing conversation. Yeah, it should have just been. It should have been a podcast. Exactly. And you know, and Lindy West is out of that. Like, because you know, it was hard to go toe to toe with Jim. Because he knows what he's doing, and she had never done TV she before. She did all right. I mean, but she did. She did well, and it also. I think she has the upper hand in the argument. Personally, yeah. And I think thing. she also the fact that she held her own. Like you're not going to go joke for joke with Jim. I'm no. not going to do that. Either. But she held her own, and now she's got a book coming out. It just came out. It's called Shrill. So okay. And, I, and she tells the story of that thing in there, which I, I have to read it, but I also get nervous because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, and, well, I yeah. Why do you think that you came across poorly in that? I don't think or? I came across poorly. Yeah. I just know that there was some behind the scenes stuff of that show that I had that I had nothing to do with between her and Jim, or between no, but the making of the show like uh, somebody sure. on the show basically said to her this whole thing is stupid yeah who was in a position of power and i'm like yeah. that and that person i would like to choke out if they walked said this, this right whole now. thing is stupid basically though like you there's no argument here like yeah. and my thing is if you invite oh, this wow. person in, it doesn't matter what your opinion is yeah yeah even yeah. we've invited this person into my house also she is a friend of mine yeah don't that's not your job to not prepare her to you just need to prepare her to go on tv and do sure. the job sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. but that the thing with that show and i found this out later Apparently, and I because I'm the head of, I was the guy on camera, and I was like sort of not with everybody all the time. Yeah. Apparently, regularly episodes of things we covered on the show would start arguments between people on the staff. Oh really? <laughs> that's true. That's fucked up. Which true. I just never even thought. Of course it would, but I was like, so there would be a thing where like people would be like, I don't know why they're doing this thing about this sort of yeah. transgender. Well, what, what do you got a problem? With? No, I got a problem. I don't think people you should go to the bathroom. You have, you know, again. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, it's like, could you just hold the camera? No, that's what we uh, when I worked on. I worked on a movie. Not that it was the camera people. I mean, no. But you yeah. need, you know you want the behind the scenes camera too. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, action. yeah. I wish we. I just I, the the show got canceled and there was a whole like sort of exit meeting with everybody on the staff and I went to sort of if anyone would ask questions and I came up I was like oh of course I never thought about that was it. the reason why. But we, yeah. we when I, I worked on a movie what, I think it was the 2008 election and uh, they the the director and the producer banned political conversation on the set because yeah. people get because you know there are certain camps. Who, yeah. who are in this camp and that camp, and then you get into fights, and then you and can't make a, your fucking movie. Yeah, it's weird you know things about like suddenly, and it's the craft services guy versus the do, versus the key grip, and yeah. it's like we just just give him a sandwich, just like stop. Yeah. We don't we're to, just trying to make a movie. Yeah, we need to get yeah. into political fights, but you know yeah. what, those were the fun parts of being on the set is to get into political. Fights. That's fun so, part for you fun. though. For me, I'm not I'm not a political person. <laughs> to, to me, it's frustrating because those things go zero to one hundred. Yeah, yeah. First exchange, and, and they very, and they very quickly leave facts behind on either on the line. Oh, absolutely. At the craft service table, absolutely. Exactly. No facts at the yeah, no facts at the craft service table. That's a famous service <laughs> mantra. Uh, um, okay, so so let's go back. So CNN comes to you. He says, "Let's do the show." Yeah, and in your mind, do, do you pilot, have yeah. 
an idea what the pilot is? Do you have an clan. idea what the? And that was it. Clan. So and so you went and pitched. How the so, fuck did you get the clan to get on camera with you? Uh, so, well, first, I mean, the funny thing about that is that I've I've followed the clan. I've been a, like not that I'm a fan of the clan. <laughs> I've been a fan of the clan. I've, for I've years. been following the clan for years. But sure. seriously, are like, they on Twitter? Are they on Twitter? <laughs> Many of them oh, are. They are. Absolutely. Are you yeah. too? Yeah. Twitter? Yeah. 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 No, no, but is there place. is there at KKK? No, Stormfront is the big clan white supremacist website. Stormfront. Okay. So uh, yeah, I know all these things. Uh, he's the main. I don't know if it's who it is, but that's. The but main what a great one. fucking idea, though. I mean, CNN must have been like, yes. Well, the funny thing was is that so it was like so there were all these ideas in the pitch of like we're going to do the pilot so there was all these sort of like we could send come out to the rodeo we could send them come out to right. like you know whatever a country club and i was like or we could send come out to the kkk <laughs> like because right. i was just like <laughs> if we're going to do a pilot you know how this works yeah you got to go with your biggest yeah, strongest them. idea you yeah. can't go with something that's sort of like that. i knew we couldn't go to a place that the other shows had been or would go yeah so i was like we got and i kept saying the clan it was funny because at one point we sort of decided to do it and one of the cnn guys was like but is this kind of a hack idea for a black guy to visit the clan is that too on the nose no, yeah. just like, oh, God. Come on. <laughs> My heart was pounding when you were walking down that fucking that, was like, dark that, road. That's oh, how we have it in show business. Like you start to, the, the, the dog starts to eat its own tail, and you're like, you, you don't even understand what you're saying. You've lost the, the plot here. But yeah, so then we, like the producers reached out to a bunch of clan groups, and there were sort of like different route, levels of the pitch. Like, uh, would you be interested in a CNN documentary coming? And then like half the groups would be like, no, because they reached out to dozens of groups. Sure. Then it was like, and then the ones who were left, okay, it's just so you know, it's a black guy. Then half the groups were like, sure, no. Yeah. Sure. And then there's a few left, and they go, and he's a comedian. They were left with four groups like, okay. so, yeah and then we, okay. went, we saw three we had to, the three yeah. well, i was so, wondering why they why they would do that was it because i mean it seemed like uh certainly the tom's rob was looking for a positive pr spin is that what they thought they were getting themselves into or well i mean first of all it's like the daily show like people one want to be on tv yeah. and people who have the more sort of ridiculous your ideology is you have to convince yourself you're smarter than everybody yeah like you know, it's like the like it's like flat Earth people. Like they don't think they look bad because they think they know more than you. Right. First of all, I hope you guys are flat Earth. Oh shit! Sorry, Fuck. you've come to the wrong Lemmy place. Oh man! Oh man! I'd rather talk about Donald Trump's dick. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but, <laughs> but it's the same thing. Like they don't. By think... the way, that's the pilot I'm pitching. <laughs> I'm bringing a black eye to flat Earth. <laughs> bring back a Donald Trump's dick. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it's like those people who think of those who sort of like are conspiracy minded or they think automatically they're smarter than you, so they can't look bad. Yeah. Even though history has proven. That they always look, they always but there's look also like, like this feeling these days now, and I feel in, in a lot of things where uh, people feel like if they can get on camera, they can explain to you yes, why yes. they're right and maybe show, hey, this is a softer face to this thing, which was the irony of but your also they think, they think there's white people at home going like, this guy's making some good points. Yeah, so sure. they might not be convincing me, but they think they're recruiting white people at and home. they're bringing you into the modern world yeah, of like, this yeah. is the way it is now. We have a YouTube show and yeah, we're normal yeah, people. Yeah. We just, and it, that's the thing. It's like, we're not. Racist, we're just pro-white. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's that Which stuff. You you know? can, I mean, I've said this before. I, I think there probably is a way you can be pro-right without being racist, but I think usually it's it's usually a lot of pro-whiteness is anti-blackness. So I just yeah. or anti-others. So I think yeah, I think there's a way. Like you know, if you go to like a I don't know like a uh, like a I don't know like a country club. Di- di- yeah, or yeah. like I'm trying to think. Like I'm not trying to say NASCAR, but let's just say NASCAR. Yeah, if you go see a NASCAR thing. It's a bunch of white people celebrating a white thing. Sure. Like, you know, like sure. not that there's not black NASCAR drivers, but there's not a lot of black NASCAR sure. drivers. Sure, uh, a hockey game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like that's a white people celebrating a white thing, yeah. and it doesn't end up in a lynching. So I no, feel no. like that's that's whiteness. I mean, that's you know? the ridiculous of is like is like those guys trying to make that argument, but it's just a hate argument. Yeah, the, know, the hate is when it's like, but don't move into my. You can yeah. be happy to be white. Like my daughter is half her mom, half me. I mean, she's half white. I don't want her to... I'm not like... Be proud to be black, but that white stuff. No, don't yeah, be yeah, proud. Yeah, don't, right. your grand, don't be proud of your grandparents. Like, sure. that's, like that's stupid. Sure. You know, so. But the interesting thing about that conversation that you have with those people is like, 
when you do a political show or a commentary show and you, and you engage people who have different ideas than you do, the idea is that you can sit down with those people and maybe figure out, okay, here's where I'm not seeing your side of the conversation. Or yeah. maybe there's merit here. And whether it's you know, yeah. a trade agreement or yeah, yeah, abortion yeah. or whatever it is, yeah. there are issues where you can say, okay, I know where you're coming from. But this was like you sat down with people. There is no argument for them, and there's no, no. side to this thing, and there's no. Kev, you need to listen to the Skittles. Uh, <laughs> I guess I hear the Skittles analogy. The Skittles analogy basically sewed it up for me. But yeah. there's not like a situation where you're sitting down there and shedding light on these people to say, "Oh, they're not so bad." Well, you know that's the I mean? thing I thought. For me, it's like I just want to hear you. I don't. I want to sit here and let you lay out your argument as well as you think you can. Yeah. Like, cause that's the me. I can, if I interrupt you, if I make jokes all the time, exactly. Then you're gonna say I didn't get to say what I wanted to say. But I was like, I want to hear you just lay it all the way out. Right. And whether and see if it if it occurs to you at any point that this is ridiculous or because yeah. to me like when the guy says the guy who I call Clanny Smurf because he was in all blue right yeah. that's the Skittles uh, guy the Skittles guy yeah he says at one point like you know I think he's either, it's either gay marriage or interracial marriages like he's like it's uh, the Bible says it's a demolition yeah, it's, it's inter- the Bible. interracial marriage he worse he than, said well, worse I've, than murder that's, that's, that's the, the guy worse yeah, than that's, murder. yeah that's the guy by the, that's not the clan that's, oh, that's the guy by the car that's the guy by the car yeah but he says something about the Bible says which first of all the Bible can say anything you want it to say but I was like really because the Bible says you shouldn't eat lobster. And he's like, I was a red lobster last night, and it's like, <laughs> no, it's like yeah. that's such a great moment. Yeah, it's such a great like. Well, then, hypo- hey, yeah. hypocrisy, <laughs> like you know, like I don't think the Bible actually. Yeah, the Bible, turns out a lot of the Bible's full of shit. Yeah, those yeah. guys, the the, the that, those are the Nordic ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys I thought were the funniest. They were actually hilarious. Those guys, the lobster thing was fucking great. We were right. there the for hours because we got right. there during the daytime and we had to wait for it to be nighttime, and so. It it was like by the middle of it, it was just like there'd be this sort of like when we were shooting, and it'd be like white people need to learn the black people da 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 da. Okay, cut. We're gonna change angles. They take off their hoods. Who is hot out here, brother? Who, yeah. brother? <laughs> Who? How you doing, man? You want some water? Like it was just like to me that was the stuff that was really interesting. It's like so eventually, funny. if it's ninety seven degrees and you're wearing an, a, a clan outfit, you just want to talk about the heat. You don't care about black yeah, people. Yeah, sure. But and I, I thought that they were wearing shorts under those. Yes, things, yeah, yes. You can see their their like their shoes and their socks. Yes, and yes. The, I'll tell you the scariest person there was a woman who didn't ever want her face. She was wearing the red outfit. And yeah. you can see in the thing, you can see there's, she's got red fingernails. Uh-huh. Uh, and she, every time, everybody else would sort of smile a little bit when we took the hoods off or be very, every time she took the hood off, she's like, she looked at me like, if I could kill you right now. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. it was, God, and she looked feeling. like she would audition for the, the Lifetime TV, the movie, Britney Spears story. Like it was yeah. like a very pretty blonde, oh, really? 22 year old. Wow. And he's like, indoctrinated. He just take you to LA. <laughs> there's a whole world out there that <laughs> yeah. is better yeah. than You this. can see some fun shit. Well, yeah. that was the, that was what was fascinating to me was that like all these people I was surprised first of all honestly that they were shaking your hand yes and it's the south you can kill people with kindness in the south sure yeah. but like but like the and Nordic ro- guys and were, ropes and guns yeah 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 exactly no the Nordic people were like joking around with you yes yes and like the uh, Home Depot conversation mm-hmm, you had with mm-hmm. that guy that was no me and that dude I can't remember his name but I was like I, I, there's there's a lot of footage we didn't put in there of me and him just sort of go, shooting the shit that yeah. I, I was arguing to get more in because I was like that's the thing you haven't seen before. Yeah. Like you've seen them go, black people need to bop or dop or dop or dop, but you haven't seen them be like relaxed and sort of like sort joking of, around. Like, joking around, yeah. Because yeah. there's there's a moment I I, I was like, uh, you know, look, the asshole comedian and me too. Like the guy says, uh, well, you know, it's uh, it's like champagne. You know, you, you love it, but you're not going to have it. About the cross burning, you know, you know, you love champagne too, but you don't want to have it too much because it, it it makes it not as good. And then the next thing he's talking about how like. You know the best way to to light a cross is in front of a full moon. Yeah. That makes it really pretty. And to me, I was go I was going to say you sound gay right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because we screened it in uh, at the at Sundance, 
and and uh, Anderson Cooper did the Q and A with me afterwards. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, I think that guy's gay. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Anderson, you, I, I can't say that. You can say that. But, but he's like, I think that guy might be. That guy was just funny because I, I'm sure a lot of that comes from you know you're closeted, you live in this small town, sure. you're feeling feelings, and like, I think it's black people's fault. You he know? was yeah. one of those few guys who showed his face too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he and that was the great argument also had a business about card those. Too, yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, about those masks. You know, their argument for the mask that it's just supposed to show our equality. It's supposed to yeah, fucking were, hide you from your, yeah, from from your bigotry. From, and hide you from your, from your boss. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, Clem. I didn't yeah. know you were doing that wait after you were leaving, leaving, leaving the Winn-Dixie. Yeah, like the <laughs> Grand Wizard who's got the voice disguiser on. And he's, yeah. you know. Which his real voice was really, it was really high-pitched and hilarious, That's funny. too. Which we, I was like, oh, too bad we can't just say we're disguising your voice because your real voice sounds like a disguise. <laughs> yeah. but it's, me, go ahead. I was going to say, give me just a picture of like, because uh, 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 some of that stuff was kind of creepy or whatever. But give me a picture of, of uh, production-wise what kind of team you have with you. You have a camera. Guy, and we have multiple we, people. Or? There's, there's like, there's two main camera guys, yeah. uh, and then there's like a floater camera guy who like is either helping them or has like a little like Canon kind of camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then there's like two sort of a. That's mostly the technical crew. There's like so there's probably five or five of those people. Do you have and someone then, creative with you that yeah, uh, you produ- bounce off ideas with each other on pro- the spot? Yeah, the, for the clan we did it for my yeah. friend Ethan Berlin, who also was a producer on Totally an executive producer on Totally Bias, was there for the clan episode and for a couple other episodes. Then we had a showrunner and then like a just a like a story producer. And so you have a good, a pretty good size. It's a pretty good size yeah, with like you. People, and yeah, like, yeah. I was just thinking about you on that road, but then. We also had like we all, the great thing was, and this was I wish we had again. It's like you wish the behind the scenes stuff was hilarious because we also had for that episode only we brought in a security guy, yeah. okay, who was an ex LAPD officer, okay, black and white, he was Mexican. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. complicated. Okay. Uh, and so, so I met him the night before, and he's like, and he was very. His name's Anthony. My name's uh, Anthony, and he's like, I'll be doing your security, and we're gonna have a good time here. And I was just like, and I was at the time, I was thought to myself, and I told him later, I was like, when I met you, Anthony, I was like, okay, great. Who's my security for my security? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> who's got your if, back? If this LAPD guy has flashbacks of uh, the Rampart era or Rodney sure. King, like you know, like, and we became friendly, but it was really funny. Like he was. But you could there's times during the, the especially the thing where you shot the cross lighting burning. Uh, yeah, I, you can see me like looking around. I'm actually like, where did Anthony go? Because <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, yeah. he was like laying in the back, like like uh, Jason Bourne, like he was just sort of doing laps, and like I never knew where he was. Checking know? the perimeter, checking the checking the perimeter. Yeah, because they, they had a right one guy had a rifle. Were yeah. there were there times where you felt scared? Yes, there's a moment where I get out of the car and you hear me go. This was uh, this is a bad idea. Yeah. That was not a joke. That's that when you not, met the guy uh, and he flashed the lights twice. That would no, it was that. But it was when I got out of the car to go to the cross burning. Oh, okay. And I got out of the car and there's like a phalanx of clan guys. They're, they're yeah. all oh yeah yeah. And, With, oh, and I was yeah. just like. Oh God! Like it was just like, oh Jesus! What was I? What was Holy I thinking? Shit. Those are the guys on. with the machine guns. Yeah, like the guy had the machine gun, yeah. and I was like, get out of the car, and yeah, and then like you know, and walking up, and you see the whole, the whole, they're all standing there at attention, and yeah. I was just like, God. and then just also as it got dark, you just don't know. There's a couple things. One, I didn't know if they were all gonna like this was a plan. Yeah, sure. once it gets dark, sure. we're gonna turn. Or two. Maybe all the rest of them were cool, but one guy just I can't take it anymore. Like right, you know, and suddenly, right. so there's always just like a yeah, yeah. There's always a sense of like anything can go down, and it's funny. Anthony, the uh, LAPD guy, had this great phrase about like we'll get we'll get you out of there. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. like, he was just like he's like I got you in a way that made me feel like I think he's going to get me out of here because yeah, and his phrase was like better to be judged by twelve than carried by six. That was the thing though. It's like when I, you know watching it, and it seemed pretty consistent throughout. Like there were guys who were nice to you. They would mm-hmm. laugh with you. They'd shake your hands. And I was like, 
I know they're racist. They're not as racist as they think they are. You know, I think well, they, yeah. they've been brainwashed a little bit, and they're following. And then they're the people well, like you're saying, dorks too. Who are, dorks. Oh my god, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. But then the people who aren't saying anything <laughs> yes. in the background, and you're like, that person hates this. Yeah, that person. That person hates the whole yeah. thing, and why we're doing. I mean, to me, the, the clan is no different than a bunch of Clipper fans sitting around a room together sure. talking about how great the Clippers are and how yeah. the Clippers are the best team in the NBA. And then they walk into a room with Laker fans, like, well, I mean, you guys want a few. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah, sure. yeah. You know that that you, good point. You, yeah. get, you get caught up in your own sort of like thing so they can sit around at the clan at the meetings and talk about black people and how the white man needs to blah 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 but the minute a black dude shows up who's actually engaging and nice and shakes their hands sure. and friendly it's sort of like it can't help but disrupt the narrative and so the whole show is about disrupting my narrative other people's narratives and trying to sort of meet at a place and have different conversations yeah and yeah. That, yeah the amazing part also is just that uh, is that the 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 comedy that you had or the the comic moments that were there really kind of set up the end which was to me i was like you come out on stage and you're like, I'm going to wait to burn the cross at the end of the thing. Yes. And I'm like, ah, oh, just burn the cross. I just, want, I just want to see it. You know, what's the big deal? And then I, I didn't appreciate it. And then like when you got to the end and you did it, like I got, cho- I definitely got choked yeah, up. Yeah, I was man. like, holy shit, to see a black man standing there. And then the line you say, I'm a black man. I got to walk away from yeah, this. Yeah, 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 and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that, I, I mean, and it really hit home, and I was I will, like, "Holy fucking shit, that's powerful!" I will give, I will give the uh, the uh, star price who's the producer. He also was the exec. He's the showrunner on Pitt and Teller's bullshit, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and he was like, "That's we're that's how we're gonna do." Like he's like, "That's the oh, moment. Yeah. That's the God. moment." And so I will, I think he totally called that. And then also just the idea of like, uh, like uh, this is why it's great that it's on CNN and not like a like a comedy network. Yeah. Because we get to have that moment. Yeah. We don't have to end on that. And that moment makes it worth it. I mean, that makes it like, holy shit. That's the show. That's like we've earned that moment through the show. But you don't, if it was on a comedy network, then it's like, they're sort of like, it sort of ends a little bit on a downer. Yeah, right. That's true. (laughs) But like the San Quentin one's the same way. It's like those guys are standing in that room and you walk out a door, a free man, and the sunlight's shining, you walk down the street, and those guys are watching you go. Yep. And because you're a free man, and that's a moment. You're like, fuck, that's the moment right there. That's what I feel. That's where I'm really happy. Like, it's funny because. I definitely had – I've watched CNN for years, and I mean yeah. – but it was not my news network of choice, and I'll be honest about that. And and I, I watch a lot more of it now because I'm on the network, and I want to sure. see what's happening. But they have been so great. Like, I, I definitely walked into CNN like, how's this going to work? I, I mean, I didn't really trust any news networks to sort of know how to do comedy. Yeah. But they have been super supportive. They get the show. All their notes on the show are what you want to hear. Make it smarter and funnier. So no uh, pushback from them on any. No, content. it's funny. Most of the arguments are internal on the when we're making the show. Like where it's like, and and we've talked about this. I was actually just talking to the uh, to the the exec producer uh, Jimmy Fox, who is the guy who pitched the show. Yeah. And just about how I had I've had to be honest in interviews about because like, I'll be do a lot of black press and they're like, how many black people were in the crew? None. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And because I was like, and I told Jimmy, I was like, I can't lie about that. Yeah. I can't. I can't. And so we're talking about season two. He's like, he's like, because. You know, diversity in Hollywood's a constant thing; it's a constant subject. Yep. And he's very like, "All we're going to change that." I was like, "I know we are," because because yeah. if it's a hit, if it's a hit show, we're going to do season two. I'm not going to do the show. Although sure. you know, you have to be smart because, like, with the KKK episode, I was like, "I hope there are <laughs> black dudes on this." Crew. There are certainly times when you go where you go. Maybe the black people should stay home for that. Although, yeah, although a little bit, the black people ones are going to have my back more than anybody. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you want to be able to have someone creative, people creatively also to bat the ideas off of have similar experiences. Well, the, I mean, it's like guys like you know me. I don't have yeah. those experiences. Well, yeah, you know and you sit in a room. It's like when you guys sit in the room, the reason why you create good comedy is because you're like-minded and you're not thinking exactly the same thing, but you get all the same references and you get all the same. And you can go like, oh, yeah, I got it. Or you can be you can sort of be arguing out of things. A lot of times I would happen – this has happened on this show. happened on uh, – not, not as much on Totally Bias, but sometimes with the higher-ups at Totally Bias. There would be a thing where – I would be like, I can't do this because of this, because black, that's not going to look for black people. Sure. And then some white guy goes, yes, it will. 
Yeah. And they think you're having a discussion. <laughs> they think it's that's actually like a back take. and forth. That's the yeah, given. That's what I think. You think yeah. differently. Come out. It's like I can't. I can't do that because sometimes you will talk to another black person and go, that's not good for black people, right? Well, I think if you – and you can have a nuanced discussion about how to make sure. the thing better right. as opposed to like some white guy go, I voted for Obama. I know. Yeah. Right. You know, so right. that – and I can't – yeah, I can't continue <laughs> that way because it's, it's – because then you spend way more time fighting about the content than about making the content good. Yeah. Which to me, it's like that, that – I can see that wasted effort on camera sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we were fighting about this show. What's the, what's the feedback that you got in the clan thing? Did you get uh, any hateful targeting? Did you get most like of any – I will say this. Most of the hateful targeting that came back to me that I got because yeah. I'm not going out there Google – I don't have any Google alerts for my name. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, used to be that guy. <laughs> and then eventually like every day it's like I wake up to sadness. Uh, yeah. And so most of the uh, – the the real ne- critical pushback has been for black people because there's some black people who are like you should not be putting the Klan on TV in any way and you especially shouldn't be doing jokes. A lot of times, black people who didn't even see it yeah, just don't right. like the idea of it. But then some black people who saw it who were just like, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know what. The, why would you do this? And I was because I think some black people and I had to sort of explain whether they believe or not. Like, there's two reactions when I told black people I talked to the Klan. Black people, white people, would be like, I didn't know there was a clan, and black people were like, Why'd you talk to the clan? <laughs> like, you yeah. know. And so for me, the show, that episode in particular, and all the episodes are about. There's some group. Most people aren't thinking about this thing. Yeah. So I'm going to make a show that is sort of like a beginning of the conversation about this thing. And then some people who are involved in this thing feel like they don't see themselves enough on camera. Yeah. And so like that's like the East LA episode and the San Quentin episode. Like they people, those people in that episode are like we don't see ourselves portrayed in this way on camera enough. But then most people are like I didn't know anything about any of this. And so that's yeah. what the that's well, what I the think that's the clan. I mean, it's like you got to know that you, you, we should know that they're out there. And it, we should it, know it might be not there. be as prominent as yeah. it was. 50 years ago or whatever I don't even know but, but if you like, live maybe in the, it is yeah, it's not it's I don't not. know you know because a lot of the you know it's like to, a lot of the guys who would have been clan members are just now tea party members and so yeah. they, it's like they, you know and I'm not saying that all the tea party is racist well y'all say that uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not backing off that. you can say that you can say that I, but it's just the idea that like it's 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 that they don't you that's not the clan is not a good look even if you're a hyper sure. yeah. crazy racist you kind of go but not the white robe and even yeah. thomas robb knows that not the white yeah, robe. That's, yeah. that's too far yeah. but that ideology still exists in this country that ideology is is that you could is at an all-time high yeah, and but, people should know and people should know yeah. and then also if you live in harrison arkansas and you just like a like that black lady in harrison arkansas yeah, who I yeah, met, yeah, ran into, like she was like i'm not worried about it at all but i'm glad she knows <laughs> like, I'm glad i that bet she, she is though I, I mean she doesn't maybe want to say it on camera but i bet there's a concern the thing about her Energy was like it was like that classic black woman energy. I ain't got time for this. Yeah. I got a job. Yeah. I got a kid. I don't care. Yeah. I'm a single mom. Like, yeah. I, don't I don't have time for the clan. Like it'd be like it would just, she, in a way that I recognize as a trait of black women. Like yeah. I, I'm just dealing with the stuff that's in my life. If the clan wanders into my front porch, I'll beat them off. <laughs> but you know, yeah. like yeah. Yeah, maybe like, oh yeah, she, maybe she'll pull out her gun that you didn't know she had. Yeah, but yeah. she's not. She's like it was that. I don't have time for this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, has, yeah. has there been? Ha, was there any blowback from the people that you interviewed? Because you know, I saw one tweet from Billy Roper. That I almost responded to. The white to, extinctionist? Like, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The, guy? the guy who was like, yeah. who said, but I that said, could my, could my daughter play on this, oh, play yeah, this yeah, playground? Yeah. And he was like, no, no. And so that he, somebody tweeted at him about the thing. I don't know if he saw it, but like about the, like sort of show the thing where I say, He's you know, I call him a jerk, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is not my best comedy writing, but it was just what I felt that day. Sure. And uh, he was like, big man can't say it to my face. I had to say it in voiceover. Oh, and I Jesus. was like, I was like, ah. 
I don't, I don't need to be on Twitter fighting with the white supremacists. I like, I don't, like, he's also I, a little nerdy shit. Too. Yeah, he's I mean, also like, oh, dude, I'm not afraid. I mean, <laughs> yes, if, if you have a gun pointed at me, I'm yeah, afraid, right. but I'm not inherently. Shit, right? But I'm not. And so, but I was like, that's not. I don't need to get involved in this. I do. I'm pretty no. active on Twitter, and I do respond to people, even people who don't like it. But I'm not going to get involved with. This. Now you have a bigger microphone than him. I do have a bigger yeah, microphone. But that's what I was wondering. Like the first guy, you know, <laughs> right off the bat, you know, I mean, what you know, what I saw. I mean, then there's the stand-up comedy that you do about it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I wonder if these guys watch this and now are doubly pissed off because he came, they let him in, and then he's attacking them after the fact. Well, I have gotten some e- – like before the show aired, I got an email from the cl- from Clanny Smurf. At least it claimed it was from Clanny yeah. Smurf. Yeah. And he was like, when's the show going to come out? <laughs> Like he was ex- like he sort of like I'm looking forward to it and and then told me about National Geographic did a special with us and yeah. we were like sort of really like excited about all the exposure he's getting. Oh, Jesus, I I think a little bit it's like that thing about like again it's like people who want to be on the Daily Show are just excited to be on the Daily Show. Yeah, and those guys are now the Come clan guys, the clan guys who are on CNN. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit amongst their circle, there probably doesn't matter. And any joke I made about them just proves to the, proves that look we're told you black people can't trust them. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I I don't have any fear about them getting angry at me i don't have any fear about them you know certainly i live in berkeley so that helps a lot yeah, sure they're not right. gonna you know by the time they get all the way there they will have been beaten down in other towns <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh I, I don't feel like but i and also this is just this is the gig man like i just feel like yeah. this if i'm gonna do the gig i i try to make sure i don't do anything that's gonna put my family in a bad position but this is the and i don't think every episode every episode i was worried about the clan episode because every episode is not going to be come out almost gets himself killed yeah you know? yeah no it's, yeah it's, I mean, certainly the san quentin episode you know is a very different kind of it's, feeling it's a different type of fear you know I, mean? I had fear of san quentin but a different type yeah of but fear. it was like uh there wasn't you know like i said you, you, the clan was you're shining a light on these people who don't have uh, it, the thing about san quentin is you're shining a light on certain people that who had good qualities that you didn't expect to have good qualities. Yes, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, who, we, and who, we think we, well, who we think we who we think we were right to throw away. Yeah. And then you meet and here we're talking. It's like well, <sighs> and also you know an element of rehabilitation, like people who actually were smart enough to realize the error of their ways and have changed. But also had the opportunity to change because most prisons in this country don't. Yeah. Like they said, we didn't put this in the show, but most they said most one guy said most prisons just have two rehab programs: AA and Jesus. Right. And so, <laughs> right. Like, you know, I'm like, I think that's right. basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, that there's not a sense that those guys have a lot of prisons don't even have opportunities for guys to learn how to do other things. And that's the big question is like, why aren't more prisons like San Quentin? Like, the, you know, the guy, I don't remember his name, but that guy in Norway who shot all those people up. Yeah. Because uh, of some Muslim blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's got a, tw- he's up for parole in 20 years. Okay. He killed, I don't know, he killed several people. Yeah. yeah. But in Norway, the 20 year sentence is the longest you can get without parole. And then they'll look at him in 20 years and go, decide whether he's. Nah, like, yeah. you know, most likely that guy. But the whole idea is that, and you see prison cells in Norway, they look like studio apartments. Yeah. Because the whole idea is like, you, you fucked up. Yeah. Let's see if we can get you back on the right track. But it's our job to get, try to get you back on the right track. And there, but there are also far less people in that system, and so it probably doesn't cost much money. Or you know, but we put a lot of money in prisons. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I yeah. know. But where does the money go? I mean, what do you mean? What, well, it's a, it's a for-profit business here. That's what I mean. So you know I feel like this, so it's like it's going for profit. It's yeah, not necessarily. And that's why it shouldn't be a for-profit. There are businesses uh, that shouldn't be for profit in our country yeah, that are. Yeah, you know, whether yeah. it's education or prison or healthcare. You know, and so yes, I think we could spend the same amount of money, but also try to. But we the every politician in this country 
no politician runs on, and when I'm governor of the state, I'm going to parole more lifers in prison than sure. the governors. Like, yeah, you you know, yeah. Everybody on the left or the right is tough on crime. Yeah. And so it sounds good to go, I, I jailed more people up or I put people in jail. It sounds better to our ear because it makes us sound like we're safer even though we're not. Yeah. And we're throwing people's lives away. Well, it's kind of interesting Like the, in that episode. The it's weird that I'm a comedian, and, right? <laughs> well, no, I think that's what's cool about it is that, that you – Sometimes you know, I'm like, I haven't said anything funny about 25 minutes. Well, but you, you're putting in a, posi- a position that you have unique way to shine a light on certain yeah. issues and that's the cool thing about and it. And the cool thing I mean? about this try to and try to find jokes in there somewhere because it's like that helps it that helps it be fun. I don't want the show to just be medicine. But that's why those guys open up like yeah. like you can walk into San Quentin and there's that thing where the dude's like, hey man, love your comedy. Yes. Like yeah. those people, there are guys there who are fans of yours yeah. as a comic. Which I was shocked. And I it allows didn't... you to bring their defenses down. And it allows me to bring my defenses yeah. down because anybody yeah. who says they're a fan of my co- my comedy, I'll talk to you for 25, sure. 35 minutes. You know, yeah. Sure. Yeah, well, let's talk. Which which bits did you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well then plus you come back to the ward and you're like, okay, now I like it here. <laughs> that, I mean, I was, that was one of those moments you're like, oh, thank God this was on camera because it happened. We I'd been in that place for like 10 minutes and that yeah. was the first thing I heard. But the, you know, the, I mean, the cool thing about that anyway and just the format is that you know obviously levity helps people relax and you know maybe people who are likely to change the channel on you are entertained on a on a you know on a superficial level i get a lot of, i get a lot of emails and tweets from people who are like i don't really agree with anything you say but i love your show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which to me is like kind of mission accomplished well because that's i mean you know sorry to interrupt you but like going back to like the lobster moment yeah yes. in yeah. the pilot is is like fucking amazing mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know he the guy's talking about religion and yeah. you know the word of the lord and you know yeah. racism is okay and you know and then you're like i had lobster last night isn't that and he's like oh i hit that fucking red lobster yeah. thing, i'm going to hell and you're like dude dude you're not <laughs> even know what you just did know to what you just did to yourself <laughs> even other clans were like no don't say that. that's a bad don't look. say that can we edit yeah. that out yeah, that, yeah i mean that's i think that that's i mean we know as comedians you know this if somebody's laughing at something you say, they're paying attention. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean they agree with you. Right. It doesn't even mean necessarily that they that they support you in any way. They're it just listening. means that they're yeah. you know they're even if their laughter is like, oh, oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. They're paying attention. And so for me, I've just always felt like that's the best every public speaker wants to open on a joke. Obama's been a good president in a lot of reasons because he's the funniest president we've ever yeah, had. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want him to follow Obama at the press correspondence no dinner. Like, no way. He drills those jokes. No, no, he's yeah, he, yeah. and he's got the best comedy writers in the world. Chris yeah. Rock is like, I emailed Obama some jokes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like it's like there's no humor is the best way to communicate. So if you can get people, if you can get people laughing in the middle of a sad story, pe- more people are paying attention to the story. Yeah, and then you can make it poignant at the right moment. Well, that's, yeah, you know, and, and that's what's good about CNN. I don't have to like. There's no directive. There's for, like, no like, laugh more meter jokes. where people yeah. are blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. blah. Let me uh, the same point. Thing I had a question about the the presentation of the prisoners there. You, I mean, I think to a man, those guys that you had on camera were very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who seem to have a great perspective on their situation. Did, did, was that a choice on your part, or did they keep you away from uh, 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 some of those other kinds I mean, of folks? They, who... we, we kept asking for Scott Peterson. Yeah, Because uh, sure, sure. right. he was like, he's right there, right? We can go right yeah, in there. Yeah. And they were like, we, there's definitely, like, they, San Quentin also houses the worst prisoners. In the state I mean, yeah, there's some guys there's in there who are there. probably evil people. Yeah, evil people. So you this know? is, for me, this episode isn't about, like, everybody in prison needs a hug and is ready to come out. Yeah. It's about... But there are a certain percentage of people in there, more than you realize, who have worked on themselves and, are, and are, should get a second chance that yeah. we're not thinking about. Because it's easy to, like, you know, like that show Lockup. It's easy to go in there and go, like, who's the most disgusting guy in here? Sure. Yeah. And film that person for 45 minutes and make it into a show. But I didn't want to do that because I felt like I had a bigger responsibility than that yeah. as a black man. And then also it was just like 
once we sort of met these people, we just kept sort of like, we got to talk to you. We got to talk to you. Like yeah. those guys, my favorite scene in the San Quentin episode is when I'm playing cards with those guys. Yeah, the pinnacle, yeah. And that was just something where we were walking through the prison and these guys were like, if you want the real truth, you got to talk to us. And I was like, tomorrow, where can we do it? Like I was like, yeah. we just but we booked it on the spot because they didn't have much to do the next day. Sure. <laughs> sure. The schedule was pretty clear. Sure. And that was just happened because they saw us walking through and they were like, we want to talk to you. And, I, and so, and that scene was great because at some point we were just, it was just black dudes playing cards yeah. and making fun of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked about the prison system and at the end, the guy gets the laugh of the episode where he's like, and when you get out of here, Google Pinochle. <laughs> yeah, a dude who has no access to the internet told <laughs> me to right. Google Pinochle. Right. You that's know, right. so to me it was like, Giving him the laugh, like that's something when we first edited it, they didn't leave that part. And I was like, that's the that's the button, that's the laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy makes fun of me. Yeah, you know, and that's a great moment. Yeah, it's a great moment, and people don't expect those guys to be that easy and that funny and that. It, but at the same time, the interesting thing was every guy to a man you went around and said, "What's your crime? What's your crime?" And, and most that's, of them were like murder. That's part you know of what, what San Quentin is: like, is that those, you know the people we were talking to. Like first of all, we went through the newspaper. But those are the guys who are really working on themselves. And part of the yeah. thing there, they said you can ask anybody in here what their crime is, and they will tell you straight up because yeah, that's yeah. part of the thing. Is like yeah. I didn't. I'm sure there are people in there who who think they didn't do what they're in there for or didn't do what they're in there for. Yeah. But everybody we met was like uh, murder too. I did it, and they'll tell you the whole thing. You're just like, oh, oh, oh okay, <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, the pinochle table. I think there were a couple guys. Like there was one a couple, guy. Yeah. That, there was a three strikes rock guy, and but there then there's a, yeah, there, yeah there's a guy, there's a guy who's in there for murder for homicide, yeah. and then there's a guy who's like in there for the third strike of a, a nonviolent offense that yeah. was his third strike who's in prison for life, which is the absurdity, which is the absolute yeah, absurdity. Yeah, all. yeah. 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 I, I thought that was a great episode. Also, I gotta watch that was my movie. that's my favorite one of the is season. it because yeah. why because because uh, that was the one I walked out the most changed by. That was the one I walked out like this is a we got to do something, but like I felt yeah. like I am putting something on TV that nobody has seen before. I think it's true. And also great, you know. I mean, and not to make, but I want to say, this sounds like an ego statement. I just feel like no, I haven't but seen like, the story. That's the point. Is like, You're so cool. Things. You're so cool. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> just tell me, guys, I'm, I'm changing, the, changing really, the world, right? This but, is like, the best TV Modern ever. Oprah, yeah, right? Change, you change your life television. But it's true. You have a, you have the uh, unique position to be able to do that, be, being a comedy. being yeah. like, like, okay, we're comics. I couldn't have walked in there and done that as a white guy. You think you would have done something? I, I would have like, done something. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like, but they opened up to. You. I mean, they yeah, were like. No, I think they're. You know but like I mean? Jeff Ross, I want to give credit to Jeff Ross did a whole special in prison that I was like, yeah. I wouldn't do like a, my whole act like an hour in prison. Right, right, I wouldn't do that. And he did a whole. So I think we. The thing about this, and this is true of San Quentin, we all have something to offer if we want to go into that thing. Yeah, like those guys. Those guys senior movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, would sure. be super excited if you guys walked in there. Yeah, and you would do whatever your thing is. You know, yeah. it's just like I think this just happens to be my thing. Like I felt like when I saw Jeff. Ross is coming. I go. Oh, this is so much funnier than mine is. Yeah, but that uh, was, you know, that's because that's what Jeff Ross yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I think that like absolutely. I think if the whole point of that thing is like I've came out of there going, I got to come back here and see if I can do more stuff. Yeah. And we went back and screened the episode there. One of the best moments of my career was screening the episode there, oh, and having them great. applaud and do, give us a standing ovation when it was over. That's and, great. And hearing them laugh, like laugh when people came up, like they know, ah, oh, that guy, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. and they don't get to do they're that. They're schmaltzy. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't so, call schmaltzy though. Yeah. There's no schmaltzy. They're schmaltzy over there. Hey, <laughs> uh, did you pitch out the rest of the episodes, or, or were they your ideas? Or there they... was a combination of my ideas and okay. then other like so. Trying to think, like uh, my, I definitely Portland was was one of. I mean, some of them like people go, oh, we should do Portland. And then I put like I was like, okay, like I was excited about that. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was really a combination, like, but not, but they all sort of. I got to put my spin on all of them in some yeah. way. So yeah, like That's Portland, exciting. I was excited to do East LA. I was excited to do Alaska. I was just like, I've never been there before. Yeah, so. yeah. 
And so are you already – I know you're talking about you think there's a possibility you'll be renewed. Are you already thinking about where you want to go? Yeah, they sort of – you know, once they saw the show, they were like actually got us together and were like come up with lists of places you would go for the second season just because they wanted to see what we could possibly yeah. – uh, what like we would be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, and so we were like, that's it. So we came up with some ideas. I mean there's definitely like – I would love to do something. I, I would love to do an episode about the about one percent people, like super yeah. super rich people, because yeah. that's just the life I've never. Like I, I don't mean like tech money. I mean people are like like my friend always said, I invented wood. <laughs> you, right. know, like, sure. you know, like you know, uh, I would love to do something with. Uh, I have friends in the transgender community who've been. I, like, now people are reaching out to me. And go, can you come here and do this? I mean, that's great. Yeah. So I think there's. A, I've, I've said I've said yes to all of them. So I think the next season <laughs> needs to be like forty two episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I want to do. I want to go to the border and I want to hang out with those those uh, those quote unquote border patrol guys. Sure. Yeah. God, that's oh the Minutemen. Yeah, the Minutemen. Yeah, the Minutemen who have been hired by nobody to be Minutemen. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? uh, Do you ratings watch or no? Do you? I have. They. I I know that the two things that are going to get the show renewed is critical acclaim and ratings. So does not you? It's great to have both. But they, I, I'm on the email chain where the ratings come in, so it's like I, I just try to like. <laughs> and luckily, the first three episodes we've got, they, I, I'm like, they, they sort of, well, we got this in the 18 to 25, and the 50, 25, 54, and we have for the yeah, first. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah, that's all I care about. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't read. I don't understand. I was saying this. Just tell plus me. Plus three, me. plus seven. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious though, because DVR like, plus seven. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm curious about like how. Okay, because the, the the KKK episode was is a certain is a certain feel. And mm-hmm. then you do shift gears when you go to prison, and mm-hmm. and I think that the shows after that are sort of more indicative and, of what the series is actually like. No, uh, the, I think that I think if the show is going to succeed and continue, every season there's going to be like Kamal might die. Yeah, Kamal reveals some goes to some place where we where and shows us a different version, and then Kamal just has a wacky good time. Like I really think that that sort yeah, of like a mixture of, a mixture of yeah, things. Like because yeah. I think that's who I am. Really, I don't think I would want to do a KKK episode every week. No. Yeah. I, so I think. In some sense, maybe the East LA show is the most sort of indicative of what the show is. But I also know that, like, I you know, if I go to the border, then I'm going to be dealing with some guys who are basically like clan guys, you know. Like, sure, so, yeah. like, you yeah. know, so I think that I just like I I like to mix up the tones. So. So, so, like, I mean, I, I asked that because um, you know we made Super Troopers and then we shifted gears and made Club Dread. Yes, and did like a horror comedy. And I think a lot of our fans who were exp- they wanted more of the first, yes, and didn't yes. get it, and so there was a lot of you know pushback, pushback on that yes. second one. And I'm wondering, like, how. What what have the ratings been like in terms of like were people surprised and disappointed by the difference in tone in the second one and then I th- I think the thing uh, the the rating like the, the certainly the first show was the most highly rated but that's also the one you put the most energy to sure. and I also get that the first one's basically clickbait well it went like, viral yeah, that, yeah. It totally is. it's yeah. like a th- the black guy has out the clay you just see a picture of it and you're like I got to see that and so I got to talk about it and so and then so, it delivers and then yeah, yeah, it delivers and then I was really nervous about the prison episode the following week because I'm like, this is t- it's way more serious. It's yeah. actually about something. Yeah. I, you know, it it's uh it, it, you know we're also it's also just a little bit controversial because people don't a lot of people don't like seeing inmates talk about well I killed a guy and then I, now I'm uh, work for the newspaper right. you know so uh, but the ratings were they held like they, it wasn't it, we still had big they still were they were very good you know but like, stayed, stayed even was there a dip no or? there was a dip there was okay. definitely a dip and then and then like basically the whole thing they're, all they're doing is comparing it to the year before in that time slot and we keep out drawing the time slot from the year before now certainly I from my mind I think the ratings were the first week was big second week was still big third week was a little down and this week I've, apparently I just got an email yesterday it was like the ratings are good we'll give you the details tomorrow so they, I've talked to Cena and they go yeah the ratings go up and down as long as they stay within a certain frame we're fine but also I feel like I'm really happy that like 
in some sense that we took such a big left turn right away into prison. Yeah. Because now there's a sense like you just don't know what we're going to do. Well, that's what it is. It's yeah. like now people have to wrap their mind around it and yeah. say, okay, after four episodes, okay, we get it. Yeah. It's, but yeah, after, it's, it's not it's, just the one thing. And I think the great thing about CNN, because they don't have a lot of programming, this is, I mean, it's like the hidden benefit is like Friday, last Friday night, I was, my show was on for like five hours. Right. Yeah. So there's a sense that you can sit there and like watch, like people were sitting there watching five hours of the show and like, I've seen it for the third time. Yeah. And really, I think the show gets better if you step, if you sort of take it in a little, a bunch. Like I mean, not to, occur, but it's like the. I think if you sort of if you see the whole picture of the entire show, I think the show gets better because it's like it's not just one thing. Sure, yeah. but and also, I mean, you know, it 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 reminded me a little bit of Errol Morris. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, we used to have, Vernon, Florida was a documentary that we used to watch made, over yeah. and over again in our fraternity house. And we would get stoned and watch yeah. a documentary. Because I mean, it's probably closer to the KKK episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we were so knocked out by how hilarious thing portrayed. was. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm a fan of. I've always been. If I could only watch one style of movie, I would be documentary. I'm, yeah. a, I, I'm a. I'm a fan of like. Have you ever seen the? Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Overnight. Uh-uh. Oh, you guys, you're filmmakers. You got to see it. What is it's, it? What uh, is it's Overnight. Remember the movie? Uh, oh, I'm thinking. Forget the movie. Uh, you know the movie I'm talking about. Come on, uh, Katie. Come on, baby. Come on. Let's do uh, it. It's a, it was a '90s movie. It was late '90s. It was trying. Oh, wait, to be overnight. Sort of, is, you mean the narrative? Wait. It, no, it's a, it's a documentary about the guy who directed the movie. People on the internet right now are like screaming uh, uh, about the two guys with guns. Oh, they, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, and, yeah. It's uh, the the one with um, a sequel to it. God damn it! You've got it in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's our, uh, uh, the guy? Norman Reedus. Yeah. Norman Reedus. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Boondock Saints. Yeah! Boondock Saints. Yeah! You win the okay. prize. Okay. Okay. Come out. I see that it's the making, kind of the making of that. It's the main with of the oh, guy. Who's oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah. The, the filmmaker who. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's like that's one of those things. I feel like I've seen it, but I don't think I have. I've uh, seen it. How much I've I seen it? Because I watched Boondock Saints and then I watched that, and it's. About I watched that. that and never seen Boondock Saints. Oh, you haven't? Okay. And then I, I started to watch Boondock Saints, and I was like, half of this, like, I, I don't even really care about. Like, yeah, it's it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I like this. Thing. I mean, it, it was a great profile it's of a, a guy who's slightly delusional, and and also uh, a guy. Well, a guy who was like yeah. starts a movie out sitting like meeting with all the big wigs in Hollywood, being told he's the next Quentin Tarantino, yeah. believing it because why wouldn't you believe right. it? And then finding out that he's not, but still trying to hold on to it. Yeah, and he made a sequel to it and he's got a YouTube channel and he still thinks he's the yeah. next thing and, and he I, made it and it's such a reveal it, and it's hilarious even though it's not necessarily meant to be funny and I often find yeah. documentaries are huge sources of humor when they don't not that they're not that you're making fun of them but when you just see like just bold face humanity doing its thing yeah. mm-hmm. and not really being aware, like sort of let it forgetting the cameras there I just find like the Metallica documentary, I think, is hilarious. I want to see the. Have you seen the Anthony Weiner thing yet? Or no, I, I really yeah. want to see I just that. I heard him interviewed with Alec Baldwin on his podcast. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, I think it's. I'm so psyched to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. it's got a clever title. What's the title? It's Weiner. Like Weiner. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's called. But maybe. Weiner. Well, I don't know. Is he a whiner or a weiner? He's a weiner. No, he's, he's a weiner. He's a weiner. about it. He okay. owns it. Yeah, that's. I mean, it was like. If, okay. The, it's sometimes I know there's a lot of atheists out there, but come on, his name is Weiner. Yeah, there's got to be a god who's like writing that down. Well, there is, and he works for the New York Post, and he had all those great headlines. God is a headline writer. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I think you you have like a heart out. So uh, but we don't we we don't know each other. So I want to find out more shit about you. Can I? Yeah. Do that? Please do. Can yeah. I do that? Let me, let me just let me just make sure. I mean, you I'm, have to get the fuck out of here. I, you know, there's just I, I mean, I like this is great. I, you're I, just I here, like to, uh, you don't live here. You're here no, on I business. Live in, I live in Berkeley. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So you're 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 running from place to place when you're here now. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Well. I, uh, yeah, I, I got a good. I got a two forty. My next thing is at two forty five. It's okay. in, in Santa Monica. So okay, so we got we got about uh, about twenty five more they, minutes. Yeah, they told me two o'clock. So yeah, uh, uh, you started as a stand up, right? Yes. Wait, actually, yes. you know what I found about you? You and Lemmy have something in common. We have something in common. Yeah, 
You guys both dropped out of college. Okay. Yeah, what, good, co- dropped, good colleges. Oh yeah, yeah. good colleges. What you year? Both dropped what out year? Of. What college? What year? University of Pennsylvania. Okay. Oh, oh Donald fuck. Trump's Donald Trump's alma mater. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Boy, I didn't Donald Trump's alma mater. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, <laughs> keep yeah, saying that. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, make it anymore. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> love Trump. I was not in the Wharton Business School, so we didn't. We didn't have. I thought he went undergrad too. No, he didn't go undergrad too. I thought he went undergrad and Wharton. No, maybe. Well, you can go Wharton undergrad now, dude. Oh, you can. You're right. You need to interview Trump. You need to do I guess Trump. you're going to have to. Uh, the people no, are always like, what are, you, what are you going to do an episode on Trump? What would I do that he hasn't yeah, done already? Like, you, should t- you should go with Trump to Mexico as oh, he, as he that would be, that would be figures great. out the wall. That would never, be great. I just feel it. like... I just think it's entirely possible that he wins the presidency, and three days in, he's like, "This is boring." Yes, this sucks. <laughs> this yeah. is, this All right, what's sucks. next? I can't do the yeah. shit I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to. Yeah, where's the president? He took Air Force One to Florida, and he's having a Playing eyes wide and... shut party. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> this Butler. Uh, Ninety one is when I dropped out. Ninety one. Okay. Oh, no, he didn't mean the he didn't mean the year. He meant like what, how far did you get? Senior year. Uh, a year and a half. Okay. okay. Yeah, he got to his senior year, year and oh, dropped out of Colgate. That's crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. When I dropped out, there was way more ahead of me than there was behind me. So I was like, "But you guys dropped out." the same year uh, that's interesting yeah 91 i feel like there's the same year you guys dropped out right yeah you came yeah. to live on my couch and do comedy shows dude i was trying to figure out who my fucking soulmate was. i mean it's you <laughs> I, dro- I dropped out and went home and laid in bed and uh why did you drop out because you wanted to do comedy or you didn't know that yet no i mean i always wanted to do comedy but i didn't know that was i mean like it's funny up until recently my wikipedia page said he dropped out of college to pursue a d- career in comedy yeah. no i dropped out of college to go on my mom's to sleep on my mom's couch <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and watch, uh, watch stop the, working yeah stop watch the, stop working watch the la riots on tv and yeah go man oj's really going something doing something uh what's he doing that white bronco but yeah. and then i my mom actually signed me up for classes at second city because i'd always talked about how much i love second city and in, in, in San, Chicago? In Chicago, yeah. Okay, and yeah. I, so I, I never, I would have to be clear, I got paid, I paid to be a second city. I never got paid to be at yeah, second Yeah, exactly. Side. Most people, most people. Do. Yeah, and then I started, and I always wanted to do stand-up, so I got the courage out of doing second city to do stand-up, and then, but like the scene in Chicago was, this was like the 90s, so there yeah. was not much of a scene. All the clubs had closed. There was only one club open. Was, they had uh, all the com- uh, uh, Zanies. Zanies, yeah. They had all the comics That's they needed. Yeah. They didn't need, like, they, and it, certainly there was not, this was like sort of the nascent alt scene, and they didn't have any time for any alt sure. any nonsense. And yeah. So, it wasn't until I moved so to San got Francisco in 97 that I really started to actually hit it. And figure, and then, not that it worked right away, but actually was... And were you like a were you a pure, like you love stand-up comedy kind of guy, like you were doing it all the time, going up for all the open mics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, no, blah, I, was, blah. I, was, I, was, I was I was pure about it, but I also was not, a, like I wasn't a road dog. I never became a road yeah. dog. I was yeah. not, like people would be like, like I just did the gig in Modesto. How was it? It was the worst I've ever done. Yeah. Do you want to do it? No, you just said it's the worst it's ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I was not the, the. I I have friends with a lot of comics who are like I'll do any gig anytime anywhere, and I was like I'll do the right gigs at the right time depending yeah. on. That's, and which that's I think why, why in I some sense slowed my <laughs> slowed my progress down, but ultimately helped me keep a voice that I wanted to keep. Yeah, well, you landed in the right spot. Yeah, and it took a while. I mean, you know, I, I had a lot of day jobs for a long time, so it yeah. wasn't the you know it was. I certainly thought about quitting a lot because it was yeah. like maybe this isn't going to happen. But it wasn't until I then finally wrote a one man show that is the show that got me to, that Chris Rock was your early stuff the po- was political stuff also or no like, when I started it was like, like, like what, it was jokes whatever like the rest of it, yeah it was, dick it was, jokes it was whatever it some stuff was about race some stuff was about my dick I was also single so there's a lot more <laughs> stuff about my dick because you're like maybe some lady will hear me talking about my dick <laughs> sure, and sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. you know what's yeah. hilarious is having a huge dick yeah you know, everybody else find that hilarious exactly it's pandering it's pandering and staying in room 322 at the Holiday Inn Express down the street it is hilarious yeah it's so funny it's not only huge 
It's delicious, too. Anybody, anybody have that problem? Yeah. Huge, delicious dick? Yeah. <laughs> that was my closer. That was the name of my first album. Yeah, that's it? Huge, delicious dick was yeah. the name of your closer? Yeah. Shit. So, uh, so you did that for a few years. And I did that for a while, yeah. yeah. For, and, then it just, and the clubs and, in San Francisco, alt stuff? Or like was like the punchline? And the, I mean, it, there, again, the alt scene sort of, a lot of that scene it didn't really take in San Francisco until I'd been around for a while. But there's a lot, always little rooms and all these little things. But I was... Punchline Sunday nights, Cobbs. Yeah. I worked Cobbs a lot. I mean, yeah. those clubs gave me more stage time. They at some point, like they were just. I was like in enough on the scene that I got a lot of stage time, but I just wasn't happy with what I what, what I was doing. So yeah, why? Because you you felt you had more to say. Because I because I did want to talk about racism and in in a comedy club after about five minutes of any one subject, the audience goes next. Yeah. Like I mean, any yeah. subject, but yeah. especially if you're talking about racism, they just sort of go, "We get it. You're black. Talk about your huge delicious dick." You know, <laughs> yeah. and and I just felt like. I wanted to talk more in depth and have like and so what I did was like basically like I was like well what would I do if I like for just I was like what would I do if I was famous like and I was like I would like one of those John Stewart like Daily Show type sure shows. yeah but I just did it in a theater like I got a projector and my computer and took videos and and slides and picture gra- screen grabs from the internet and sort of wrote this show that was called the W Kamal Bell Curve ending racism in about an hour right. and I just did it in theaters and from that like and I, how did you get that thi- I mean did you did you have to go around and get the I, theater luckily I'd already theaters? I'd already sort of become friends with people in the local theater scene because okay. those, those I just sort of was knew some people I knew a comic who worked in the local theater scene I started hanging out with him. He he needed a director for his show. I gave him a bunch of ideas. I ended up directing his show. So then, by the time I wrote my own show, I had a lot okay. of ends in the local theater scene. So they basically gave me. They were like, "We don't have a show on Thursday night. You can have every Thursday night for f- basically, and you can pay us out of the receipts." And how big was the venue? Like that, a couple hundred seats, or was no, it, we're it like five seats? Oh, small. Yeah, it was small, which okay, was great because I didn't feel right. like I had to like you know, if you get forty people, sure. you're like, yeah. But the first time we did it, it was standing room only. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't know anybody gave a shit about who I was, and right. so, and I don't know if it was me or the name of the show, but it was, and it was like. From that point forward, I was like, oh, this is the, what I should be doing. And so I've always stayed. I love being a stand-up, and, but that show made me a better stand-up. And so, but I still, like, when I go on the road, I mostly play, like, rock clubs. Yeah. And, like, I'll play, I'll play some like, theaters and stuff. Some, yeah, small yeah. theaters and things like that. I still. You can do big theaters now, dude. Uh, well, I mean, well, it's funny. And you my, will. That, my agent was like, once the show, we can really go on a proper comedy tour. Because yeah. all my last tours have been like, okay, we'll rent a car. Yeah. And we'll, which, is, which is great. But it's just like, and then. Just like you sort of playing like places where you walk in and go, wait, my, I'm playing here? Like, right. you know, like these are like clubs that they book you, like the, your agent never saw it, and you go, like, right. this is a flop house. I think this is illegal. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah, we've been in those rooms. We were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, we, yeah. We, what was it? we were in Kansas City, but the last time we were in Kansas City, they put us in a rock club, and it was like, uh, uh, just there was a no marquee, hole. no marquee. Yeah, the the yeah. thing was small bar, and it was like all glass windows, and the show was like at six o'clock or something. It yeah. was totally bright. Oh, the great, the best time for comedy. Yeah, yeah. and then the there's time. like you know ten people standing in the middle of the room. You know, like there's yeah. no seats. You know, it's like Jesus. Yeah. So I and I've that was my last tour was basically that. So we'll. I mean, I certainly and I just. Wait, how long ago was that last tour? Like how? When was the last time you went uh, to the tour? Uh, it ended in it ended like January twenty sixth or twenty seventh. I remember because it was of this year of last year. Yeah, I haven't really fifteen. And then, well, no, that's I'm sorry. Then I went on tour in the fall because I taped the special in December. So my last tour basically ended when I finished my special. Okay, this December of last year. Are you going to go out again? Uh, yes. I don't have any plans right now because things got like my agent. We were trying to put together a tour for right now, but there was just too much going on. Do you so. have material? 
Uh, no, just last night for the first time. <laughs> like last, I'm doing a, a benefit in Chicago this Friday. I don't know if when this comes out, but yeah. anyway, uh, uh, and tomorrow we just went tomorrow. Oh, that's yeah. great! So yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. May 20th, I'll be yeah. in Chicago. Look it, there we May go. 20. The, the Merle Reskin Theater doing a benefit for Housing Forward. Me and Hari Kondabolu, who is a writer and performer on Totally Biased. Yeah, let's plug the hell out of that. Uh, and so I'm doing that benefit for my best friend. He runs a charity, and I was okay. like, he was like, when you get famous again, you're gonna do a benefit for me. And I was like, well, after the show comes out, I might be at my <laughs> peak of fame. So can I? So let's just let's book do it, it now. Let's do it now. Now. So yeah. it's this Friday, and I realized like I've been too busy to do stand up. And so last Saturday, I was like, I need to get on stage at least once before I go to Chicago because yeah. I don't want to do any of my old jokes. I just feel why like, not? You got to pull it out, man. Just, well, I might have Someone to. Have, some people haven't seen that shit. I might have to, but yeah. I, it just it's that it's that, like, the thing, that Louis C.K. thing. Like yes. I want to throw the act. Yeah. Now I'm not saying all the way. I'm, it's not. It's ripe, and then it's spoiled, and you got to throw it all out. No, but I might. Ha- right. I might pull out some old jokes, but I would just wanted to, to see. Do I have anything inside of me that I could do? And so I like. Like at noon on Saturday, I was like, "Who would come to see me do a show tonight for ten dollars at this theater? Has fifty seats? This here uh, or up in Brooklyn, in Oakland? Okay." And people, a lot of people, were like I would. So we sold it out in like you know, it was like fifty seats. That's but it was good. Like 10, we sold it out in like a half hour, yeah. and then I just went on stage and yammered for an hour. I was like, "Okay, like, well, yammered." Do you mean like what? Like did you have a thing? I had like a, I I wrote like it was funny. I thought I was going to plan better, but I, there was just jokes that had been rolling around in my head for like the last few months. And, sure, like, and so I just. And but because I have two kids, I had to put my daughter to bed and then hop in an Uber and in the Uber on the way I was like writing down like uh, Donald Trump, the delicious dick. Like I was just yeah. writing down whatever. Like what about? Didn't I have a thing about uh, my daughter sleeping? Like and just sort of like and then I went. That's on stage. terrifying, though. Come on, but that you know what that is that that's a man who's has experience being on stage. It's true. <laughs> because, it's true because you're not afraid to just get out there and start talking. With well, in plan. front of an audience that I knew was just going to be there was going to be home a certain crap. level of excitement of sure. like I was playing a home game. Yeah, and so yeah. and I sort of owned it was only ten dollars. Yeah. I it was only ten dollars, and I know enough to know when a joke is they're just being nice, or when this is actually funny. So, yeah. but it was like, yeah, it was a, it was a. They were excited to see me. I could just yammer for an hour, and I mean, I had, I mean, I had jokes, but then also I riffed a lot, and I was like, oh, I didn't know I was going to say that. And so, did you record it? Uh, no, but I have a sort of a system where like I have notes, and then afterwards I go through and I write down what the stuff. What that you I thought? Wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you talk about the TV show, or did you specifically did. say to yourself, "I'm not going to do anything"? I didn't do any jokes about the TV show. I did. I think I did jokes about people's uh, sort of reaction to the TV show. So right. I talked about that, but uh, but it mostly it was well. like I just yeah yeah. I mean, it was a. It was a it was a you know a ten dollars show at like eight thirty on a Saturday that people didn't know they were going to until that at right. noon and it was a fun evening and at the end nobody was like why did I pay ten dollars sure. you know so and now you have an hour now yeah I have now, a now that's, hour. yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's a brand new I'm gonna record the I'll call Showtime let's do another special <laughs> done it once only did it no, once but no, I'm gonna do it no, no I'm aware that like there was a lot of fat on the bone well you but, break uh, that shit out in Chicago this week absolutely I'm excited to now because I feel like I can't wait to tell that thing again and some of them are, are sort of stories so whenever you tell a story as long as you know there's three or four big laughs. And exactly. Yeah. Of, like you can sort of meander your way through it. That's what I love about yeah. story. I mean, stories are a good way. To yeah, go. that's, the, the, that's the that's the. That yeah. was actually like when we started doing stand up comedy. I was like, find a good story yeah. and just tell it, and then throw and some, beat, put and some beat the hell out of it. Just yeah, yeah. beat the hell out. Of it. Like squeeze the story like an like a like an orange. Just squeeze all the juice out of it. Do you think yeah. that makes you now because you did that? You got a little bit of the bug. You want to go back out now, or I, what do you I think? mean, I know because people were like, are you going to do another last minute show? I was like, yeah. I think I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I also it's like having kids and stuff. It's just a hard like getting out on a Saturday night for no reason is sort of like yeah. a, you know. And it, so I think I was like, but yeah, I'll do. I'm going to do more of those around the bay because it's just a fun way to sort of like get out and, and also be you, close to home. You should do the first stand up special on CNN. <laughs> I, t- 
ever. I, they I, need one. I, that, yeah, maybe I, interesting. I just, uh, I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can't imagine it. I mean, luckily, like the we like the whole deal is like they like that's the one thing with my my lawyer was like make sure to carve out because we I just don't want to be in a position where I have to do one on CNN. Sure. Like you signed the deal. <laughs> <laughs> they own you. Yeah, I just didn't want to be like let me. So that'd luckily, be pretty funny though. Yeah, oh, it'd be great. I, uh, I, I, I would. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. Will they? Are they? Does CNN want you to actually be their correspondent now on certain things? I mean, they we the, the way it's set up for the election, uh, shit like that, or what? The, man? Yeah, I think they the, it's set up that like I have the show deal, and I also have a contributor deal. So I go. So I did like I went to like the the uh, Iowa State Fair, and I did another thing around the Super Bowl in San Francisco. Yeah. So I it's just right now so much energy is in promoting the show. I don't have time to do yeah. those things, but I would love to go to the convention. Either of them, yeah, both of them, all of them. Cleveland, well, we were just talking about Cleveland. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What's the percentage of of people who come up to you, like you know, in the show you just did? Who do come up to you and say like you have to go talk to these people or we're super racist you should come talk to us? Or, like, <laughs> no, that's I'm the, I'm like the I'm like the you think that's bad yeah like yeah, I, yeah no there's certainly like everybody's got a thing that is like you need to come talk to me about you need to this is the you need to go yeah. or if you do a story this is the other thing if I do a story about like this would happen with the Latino episode and rightfully so but it was like. Every every other Latino group is like, why are you just in East LA? You got to come to New York. You got to come yeah, to Puerto sure. Rico. You got to like that's you got that's you need the real story. You yeah. know, so you go to like, Lemmy's house. There's yeah. two Latinos <laughs> living in that house. Right? Oh, yeah. There's four Latinos living in that house. We're all Latinos. You guys are all Latinos. That's yeah. right. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You're man. on the come up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We're big time. We're big time. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's big time. We got scale. You got scale. Yeah. Uh, I got a question for you. Yes. Who's the greatest actor in the world? Denzel Washington. Uh, he's a very good actor. He's but very, here's my no, problem. no, he's actually the greatest actor of all time. Period. Here's my problem. With he's Denzel. the greatest actor of here's all time. Here's my problem with Denzel. Okay. Oh. okay, all right. Club Paradise aside. <laughs> Wait, Club Paradise. What? He needs to do a comedy. Why does Denzel uh, never do all, a comedy? He, he never did what we call Club Paradise. That's didn't he? How, what that's was that? Expert. What was the one where he plays? Uh, or is it Quinn the uh, Mighty Quinn? The Mighty Quinn. Sorry, Club La- Paradise is like Robin Williams and Peter. You're right. Yeah, I'm thinking about like, Mighty yeah. Quinn. Mighty yeah. Quinn. I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah. which is in a, in, a, in a club on a Mediterranean yeah, it's a, it's island. A, it's right? an island. He okay. does an accent. Yes, he needs to do a fucking comedy. He got, he got burned by comedy. Where? His first movie was a movie called Carbon Copy. Okay, where he played. George Siegel's or Seagal George Siegel yeah, George, yeah, yeah. not Steven Seagal yeah. George, he played George Siegel's mixed quote unquote mixed race black son because George Siegel had had an affair with a black woman okay. and then 20 years later Denzel shows up as his son this is before Soldier Store? yes oh wow this is like 81 80, 81 okay yeah this is before Soldier but you can't hold that against well no comedy. but I think I think he was like ugh and then years later he did uh, in the, like eighty four, eighty five. He did a movie with Bob Hoskins called Heart Condition, okay, which is unwatchable. Okay. okay, it's clearly a movie that was written for Eddie Murphy. Like it's it's a movie written for a fast talking, funny black guy. Sure. And Denzel's not that guy. He's not the greatest. That ever. He's not the greatest comedian. Well, of all couldn't time. he do something where he lightens no, I up think, a little? I want, I want, I want you to a know little that, bit, man. That, yeah. This is not just because he's your favorite actor. Kevin talks about Denzel all the time. Well, then, well, well, then, then come by the podcast. I then. fucking love Denzel. Come by the podcast. But I just think he needs to lighten up. Because I want to, Have I you, want him to. Well, there, the, the thing about the funny thing about him is that I think he is really funny, yeah. and there are even in his serious movies there are lighter moments that I think that he reveals his comedy chops. There, there's a ridiculous B movie that is one of my favorite Denzel Washington movies called Out of Time. Have you ever seen that? No. Uh, what is it? Was it? Go home and rent okay. it right away. Okay. Amazon Prime. That shit. It's okay. with it's Denzel, Dean Cain, TV okay. Superman, right? Sure. Uh, and it's Princeton like, graduate. Yeah, yeah. Prince, and yeah, and, and Ivy League football like, player. Uh, yeah, and Sanaa Lathan, and I don't, I can't think of him. And it doesn't matter. And but it's like a caper heist movie where he's basically a cop who's in an affair with Dean Cain's wife, who's Sanaa Lathan, 
and there's a whole double cross, sort of like okay. bad Hitchcockian. He's 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 on the take. He shouldn't be on the take. He's got to figure. I saw out. this movie. This is like a late night cable movie. Yeah. Okay, we okay. saw. The, I think we saw it together. together? We did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, we may have. We this may is have. around the like. Um, I see anything with Denzel, but yeah. I just want on the fucking. It's I think I just think he's really funny in that movie because okay. it's a B movie. It's well, like, when it's you a, see him in, talk and interview, I mean, he has a twinkle. I mean, in his American Gangster's a funny guy. Isn't American Gangster hilarious? Like his son is uh he's on a, he's on ballers yeah ballers yeah. and his son does a great job and yeah, his son does comedy yeah 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 why can't Denzel do comedy I think, I think his two really bad experiences in comedy he also did the Preacher's Wife which he's way funnier than that than you would expect yeah. I also him to think do. he's got some good comedy moments in Crimson Tide he's got he's got a lot like you could put together he does a, he definitely you does put, you could put together a supercut if I was the person who did that of his funniest moments <laughs> in film <laughs> which I'm not I don't do that and you, you would find though he's and there are a ton of funny moments. In Denzel Washington movies, he just doesn't yes. want to do a comedy, and he also, I, I think he just, I think he got burned, and he and he stays in his lane. Like I'm sure Magnificent Seven is going to be funny. Like how could it not? He's playing a, it's like a cow. He's playing. He's I on, guess so. Right I guess now. so. But he does. Yeah, you're right. He does. I would like to see him do a comedy too. Chris Rock said he would like to direct Denzel in a comedy, so maybe it'll take somebody like that. To get him to do Kevin, it. let's pitch a Denzel uh, Washington movie. A Denzel oh, comedy. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Go, that would go nowhere. Let's go. <laughs> no, no, we've got. You know, we're in. I would like to. We've got the fucking. We can do it. How can yeah. we do it? We can do it. I believe in connection. I believe in you. What? What do you mean? We got it. Okay. Yeah, we, we have two. Uh, we have projects with uh, Russell Simmons now. Oh, right, right, right. right. Okay, okay. Oh, so there we, you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we can yeah. get through him, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're gonna. Could he, can, Russell Simmons can convince anyone of anything. Let's can he go, convince Denzel to a comedy? Well, let's go through the bin and find a good Denzel Washington <laughs> vehicle. Give a bin of movies. We've got yeah. a bin. Uh, yeah. We've got, got a bin. A shelf of, yeah. of table. I, I mean, to me, I would like somebody's got to, like, I, it might not be a good movie, but you need, you know, remember that movie Last Vegas where it was like De Niro? Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, it was like, I mean, I didn't the see old it. Guy, it's an old guy comedy. But, but, My parents loved it. Of course. My parents loved that. Like, have you seen Last Vegas? No, I haven't yeah. seen it. Oh, my God. Who doesn't want to see I don't care what it's about. Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, oh, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. and Lawrence Fishburne in Who Gives a Shit? Let's just watch <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So the difference is all those other guys have done comedy. That that's true. All that's those other true. guys do comedy. I'll tell you, I'm who not, gives a shit? The sequel to Who Gives a Shit? You bring in Danny Glover, and it's I'm getting oh, too old Danny for this Glover, shit. That's, yeah, you yeah. call it I'm, I'm getting, getting too old for this shit. Danny Glover yeah, would be the Danny Glover would be the young guy. <laughs> he would be, he would be yeah, in that movie. I'm but I just feel like I would love to see him in some sort of ensemble piece with with those actors who are like they all define. They're all very defined by their thing. But like it's weird. How has there not been a Samuel L. Jackson, Morgan Freeman buddy comedy? Like how is that yeah. not? I'm trying to think what if it, if if they've I mean, ever done a movie together. Everybody they like together? they asked Sam Jackson, "Is there anybody cooler than you?" He said, "Yes, Morgan Freeman." Right? Like, how is that, why would we not? I mean, hmm. I know it's going to be. I don't want to break any news. One day they're going to be dead. That's true. <laughs> like, and that's why we put them together. That's why we have the Denzel Washington podcast because we're like, one day he's going to die, but he's not. Gonna, he's still gonna, well, no, he, but in like a hundred years. But uh, no, because he's still like the executioner, like. Uh, uh, no, the, the not the executioner, the um, hurricane, the, the exterminator. Oh, the, the equalizer, the equalizer. Yes, <laughs> he's so goddamn good in that. That's movie. what I'm saying, and, that's, and he and, still kicks ass, and he's, and he's funny in that movie too. You just watched it recently, right? You, you just watched it because I was, told you to say it. Right? It was you and the kid from um, Alex Schaefer from yeah. Win Win, yeah, and you were both were raving about the equalizer. How good yeah. he is in it. God I went, damn, I, he's so good I Amazon primed that oh, shit that yeah. night, yeah, and fucking loved it. I mean, yeah. that's and he's been there, and yeah, he's also never done a sequel, but he's apparently there. Is apparently going to be a sequel to the Equalizer. Really? Is there? 
Well, that's, made I mean, so that's, money. you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it made, it made a lot of money. But it's just funny to me of all the movies he would make. Like, Man on Fire is hilarious. Uh, it's How great. are you going to tell me He's the Man so on Fire? Great in it. I wish you well, had more time. Sure. Yeah, and <laughs> he has a guy tied to the car, whatever. With, yeah, with the grenade. With the bomb up his ass. Up his like, asshole. Yeah. Oh, come on, that's comedy. Yeah, this, that movie is so <laughs> good. Because well, you have to think about, you have to think about that moment. Scott, though. Tony yeah. Scott, though. Yeah. Tony What they're yeah. saying that off-camera happened before that scene is that Denzel's character took the time to lube up a grenade. <laughs> and open that dude's ass and it's put a grenade up, and up his ass. Like, yeah. I mean, to like yeah. he took he got he took he kidnaps a dude, he strips him naked, he he, he puts all the tape around him, duct tapes him yeah. up, and then goes. That just doesn't seem like enough. Yeah, yeah, And by the way, look, it's not uh, you know I don't know and then what your guys' premise are, but it's not easy to get that into a grenade. It's a guy's not ass? easy to get something, especially in a guy who's passed out because yeah. his 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 butt is probably pretty tight. Yeah. At the yeah. and you know it's a classic walk away explosion shot, right? Like he turns, he walks away, and the fucking dude. But funny up. because that explosion is not usually of a guy's butt blowing up. That's it's right. It's usually of like a of a car or yeah. a big bomb. It's not usually sure. a, that's see I think he like stuff like that is proof that he's funny. It's proof that he's funny. I, that's why I'm saying. I mean Training Day is by all rights a comedy. It's just not in the comedy section. I mean, come on. I guess so. I don't know. King I mean, Kong's got nothing on me. I mean, you were like <laughs> tell me you didn't go. Ah! You did, but that but it was supposed to be more of like a that was but his I Oscar. That was his Oscar moment. But it was also part of it that it was so over the top that it was hilarious. I'm not yeah. saying it, but no, I no, I, I, don't misunderstand me. You're going to come on the podcast. He is. You're going to come uh, on my Denzel okay, Washington well, podcast. Okay, well, he's one of he's one of the greatest. No question about it. Mm-hmm. The problem with me is he's got, he can do it, so do it. We're going to pitch him. I think you guys. I think it's time. Yeah, we're going to yeah. pitch I him an idea. Time. We're going to write him one he can trust. If there's anything okay. we've learned today is that we have to do. We have to in our careers. We can't expect people to do for us. We have to do for ourselves. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so and we have got, to do for Denzel. You have to do for Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will do for Denzel. Yeah. Denzel, it's time. Is okay. what we're going to say. All right. Yeah. We're, uh, I think we're about there. Right. How long are we gone? Oh yeah, okay, good. We're good. All right, all we're right. good, dude. Thank you. Thank what a you. pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's, it's really fun to fun. hang out. I know what I'm eating on my way out. <laughs> I'm eating lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm eating. having skittles. I'm having skittles. You have. But I'm gonna skittles. fucking mash them all together. By the way, they taste oh, best by the way, they it's... do taste best all together. That's they a, actually do. That's a fucking explosion. <laughs> yeah, that guy's whole premise fell down immediately. Yeah, no, that I mean to me, racism is one thing, but that sounds crazy. That's yeah. that, fucking racism insane. is made, but that you yeah. lost. Well, all I was glad because because you know what, honestly, I was going for it. I was buying what they were selling. I was like, and then he lost me on like. But you know, you think about that guy. Like he must have thought about that for so long. Came out, and that's the one he throws out all the time, right. dude. And there are a lot of people like, "Holy shit, you're right, man! Yep, yep, the purple yep. skittles are the best." You skittles, think that was his aha moment? He's yeah. eating a bag of skittles, and he's like, "Holy shit, I fucking got it! Finally, after sure. all this time." That's How why was, I asked him when he said it. Was like, "Are you serious?" Because like, I was like, "I get that it's a funny like analogy." Sure. He's like, "Absolutely." Okay, yeah. sir. But how psyched is Skittles yeah, yeah. about that fucking a, moment? A lot of people tweeted about Skittles. <laughs> Skittles hasn't tweeted back. Yeah. Skittles has yet yeah. to, hey, hey <laughs> like at Skittles, what's happening? I feel like they have to have known that it's happening, but they're just they're letting it go. They're running in the other direction. They don't like that brand identity. They're running in the other you direction. You should have told me, you know who else loves Skittles is Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Tell that guy. It was the photo negative of you. If I, was, if, I was, if I was Skittles, I would come up with a pack of all-white Skittles limited edition. Just yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> But it, also, the other thing is you can go back there now and you because t- it's all those guys are behind masks, so you can yeah. go back and just ADR whatever you want, and yeah, yeah, you yeah. just go back and fucking put whatever you want. In there oh, that's a great mind. idea, right? That's yeah. a great idea. I feel, like, I feel like you guys have a clan comedy in you. I really feel like the one <laughs> yeah, thing I, I don't know. I, maybe um, not the Denzel comedy. I don't want to. I don't think that's the same. Well, Denzel that. as a leader of a clan. 
<laughs> okay, it's like the uh, um, what was the Dave Chappelle sketch where he does blind black white yeah, supremacist? Yeah, oh my fucking god! That <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the best. Fun. That's in the that's in the greatness hall of fame, that not just so for comedy, good. but for everything. That's and also, great. when you come to Denzel podcast, bring me some merch for my brother-in-law. Oh yeah, well definitely. Oh, we've got sweet merch. We got so much okay, good merch. Good, good. We got so much good merch. Yeah. Now I was thinking, like the yellow Skittles. Should ask them. Like, how about those yellow Skittles? Are they your favorite? How about those Jewish Skittles? Yeah, Jewish Skittles. Yeah, they're tasty. Yeah, you should send them a pack of black Skittles. The black Skittles. That's what I. I should be selling at my shows yeah. and get a pack of Black Skittles on the way out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking Sounds funny. like my rap name, Black Skittles. Black, Black Skittles. Skittles. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm okay. eating Black Skittles. All right, I'm eating Black Skittles on the way out. All right, thanks, dude. Thanks Thank for you. joining thanks, us, man. man. It was a pleasure. pleasure. Good luck and, uh, with the series. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for having so, me. So uh, let's plug. So Sunday nights at 10 o'clock, United Shades of America. And then what's the show this weekend? Do the show again this weekend. The show this weekend is about people living off the grid. Uh, for United States of America. Oh, and then Friday, I'll be, Friday, May 20th, I'll be yeah, at the Merle Reskin Theater for a benefit for Housing Forward, me and Hari Kondabolu, who's a great comedian. Friday, May 20th in Chicago. In Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. Is okay. it in the city of Chicago? In the so- city. It's in. It's at DePaul University, so it's in, okay. the, it's like downtown in the proper city of oh, Chicago. go see it, man. No, yeah, I would go see it if I yeah, were there, please, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, dude. Let's chew on the way out. Yep. Talk oh. to next week. Oh. These are delicious. Black mm, they're mm. fucking up my teeth, though. They're mm. fucking up my teeth. <laughs> they're, lowering my, they're lowering my teeth's property yeah, values. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Off the dome. All right. Thanks, everybody. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 